You're listening to GID Radio, the best alternative for commercial radio on GIDradio.com. For the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay, <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just a beat. Everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. Yo. Black, 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 and Black, 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 black on the radio. Cute. Everything is definitely black, um, according to Sky Zoo. Dessert. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, y'all? Another week uh, has passed by. A beautiful evening of white diamonds. White all diamonds. Over the you city. know what? I, I gotta say something, man. Yeah. I feel really disrespected when I got off the fucking plane. <laughs> Why? From that eighty degree weather, B. <laughs> oh yeah. Then I got smacked in the face with ten degrees, son. Welcome oh, yeah. home. It was ten degrees. Actually, it was single digits in some parts of the city. It yeah. was it was real disrespectful. It disrespected the shit out of my jacket, son. Yo, yeah. actually, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was the crazy. week was bad. Like you missed you missed a good week to be. I mean, actually, you're nice. coming in on a warm day. Yeah, this yeah. was warm. It was a warm night. Even yeah. though it snowed, it was like 30 degrees yeah. warmer than Last the rest night, of it was like one degree. Yeah. It was crazy. one degree. Um, and Sean, uh, you were in LA and Cali and South South Cali. Yes. Um, having a good time out there. Getting and now the you sunshine. had to, What was it, like 70s? It was 70s. You know, got in the Shit. 80s a little bit. You know what I mean? I got, got to stick my toes in the sand. See? Oh, I went down to Mexico for a little bit, too. Mexico. Yeah. Oh, man. Dope. It was really did you drink? You didn't, did you get your drink on ice, though? No ice. I didn't do, uh, I didn't okay. do too much drinking. Okay, good. good I good. wanted to soak it all in. Yeah, you got to soak it in. Um, yeah, I heard that when you go to Mexico, never order the drinks with ice. Is that true? I don't know. Because, because of the why, water. why don't we go to Mexico and figure that find yeah. that out? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really dug it, man. It was some cultural shit. That's good. That's dope. I never you know, it's weird because like we're from here, so like we don't know the, I at least I don't know much about like the how close LA is to Mexico. No, San Diego's even closer. San Diego's was, even it, closer. It, yeah, it, it was like close. a half hour drive. It's really a weird That's right for to me. Tijuana wow. though, right? Yeah. Well, we drove through Tijuana, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know that's the that's the fucking border, man. That shit was crazy. Yeah. It's just like getting back into the country. Yo, that shit took a while, son. Yeah. Yeah. it was people selling everything. They were selling. Dude was selling puppies. No, <laughs> no word of a lie, son. Wait, coming <laughs> back into the country. Coming back into the country. Like wait, wait, no big deal. Puppies? Yo, he had two puppies in his hand, B. He was like, yo, wow. <laughs> well, what wow. do you think you could sneak that through the border or something? Well, I mean. You know, they didn't really check the car like that, so. Wait a minute. Really? He they, just, they were like, open the trunk. He was selling. No puppies. You're good. He's not selling water or fruit. 
He's selling puppies yes. on the side. Yeah, he was he was selling domestic animals. Did they have <laughs> Did they have special puppies with stuff inside of them? I, I have no that idea. That might have been what it was. <laughs> that might you know, have been it. It. Was, it was a bobblehead puppy. You was know it bobblehead <laughs> with the special plastic? Wow. Oh man. Syringes? No. Uh, well, well, I'm glad you're back, Sean. Uh, back in the wonderful New York weather. Yes. This is the best part about living in New York is, you know, I love the single, digit, single digit shit and <laughs> snow. But the great thing about it is it may, you look forward to the spring and summer. Well, like, just, I need season changes. I'm just opinion. glad it snowed. We haven't right. had a decent winter in three or four years. Well, good I mean, snow, uh, like I, real I, I good, stony. good snow. What are you talking about? Yeah, what about? are you talking about? <laughs> last, last winter was the best winter ever. It didn't I, snow I, at all. I love the it was snow. Amazing. I want it to yeah. snow. Yeah. If it doesn't snow, there's a problem. It's well, winter time. People, people who have to shovel to their shit may disagree with you. I, I, I don't have to snow. shovel my shit. I love so. going to Central Park, getting yeah. on that sled. Slide. Yeah, I feel you. No, for the snowboarding shit, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Word. So, so, so. Let's get into this. Wow, man. what a uh, this week, man! This week, the kickoff of Winter Music Nam. Tell us about it, Stony. Did you go? Music, yeah, well, yeah, it's going on right now. So you were there, though. <laughs> if Stoney. I went, I wouldn't be. Uh, you weren't. You didn't go. No. Okay. It started off Wednesday. Okay. And um, for the producers that are listening, Nam is a convention where all the companies, all the technology companies, get together and show off all their new product for Fuck. 2013. That's awesome. And I mean, all the new. I can't really talk about it, but you guys can go and check it check out. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, how does how does shit. one get an invite to that type of? Because uh, I don't think I've ever been to Nam. You got me, player. Yeah, you got no <laughs> Stony. Y'all heard? No, no. But if you're connected with the companies, you know, you get a special invite. Um, I think you can actually join the Nam, you know, company the thing, company. and then you get like your tickets. It's right. a grip, though. But yeah. at least you go in there, and all the A-list producers are in there, all yeah. the companies. You could ask questions, find out why they made what they made. I heard a special guest showed up. Sinbad. <laughs> are you serious? Really? Yeah. He was the special guest. Yeah. So, yo, I, I didn't mean, it, understand. It, it depends, because what they do is they have artists and producers come and perform at the different um, booths. Uh-huh. I mean, I actually performed one year with Personas, with my drum machine, and I performed live. And, yeah. I mean, A-list people. I mean, Teddy Riley came to see wow. my show. Natalie Cole. Wow. You see Malcolm Jamal Warner. You like, all kind of deal, different. Huh? No, well, I, I'm, I am a big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stoney's you know a big deal. I mean, I'm sitting with Illmind. Yes, don't. Wait, wait, wait. So, 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 uh, um, what's his name showed up? Uh, Sinbad. Sinbad. He produces. Really? I had no idea. Yeah, he produces. Well, me, Winter Music Nam brings everybody. Right. All names, artists. Actors, they like come in and seeing the bands per, per, perform. I mean, it's a party around it. Yeah, too, it's an yeah. entire Every party. Convention. Yeah, all the hotels, yeah. popping bots, after, after parties. And and you know, I checked out like some of the products they're dropping. You yeah. know, the only one I was really concerned with, and you know, researching was uh, Akai for the new Renaissance OS, and then okay. they got a bunch of new headphones and shit. Well, the, the Renaissance actually showcased last year at NAMM. Yeah, so they're yeah, just like reiterating the, all this yeah, stuff, yeah. and then they've got the MPC headphones yeah, that them match. Them shits is booty. Them <laughs> uh, <laughs> shits is big. Them shits is Yo, yeah. big. Yo, you know what they look really? like? Yeah. You know what they look like? They look like the scroll wheels on like all the NPCs. No way. On the side. Yeah, it looks crazy. Oh, yeah, it so looks it's like retarded. the scroll. Yeah. Oh. It's all big. Are they, do they sound good, though? That's the, I don't know. That's I, the I, price I, point. I, I don't know, but honestly, the price point for the highest price point was 500 
More what? than more than for the, the headphones. Yeah, it's just high. Wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, me personally, like I think there's two different types of headphones to appreciate as a producer. One, the type of headphone that gives you clarity where you can mix, you know, analyze a mix on uh, your music. And then the second type of headphone that I think is dope is the type of headphone that allows you to feel the music. Okay, so, honest- so so what you're talking about pretty much is uh, for the people listening, you have what you call monitors, and you call and you have headphones. Right. There's monitors that look like headphones, but they don't have like any EQs inside right. the headphones. <clears throat> right. So we would call those monitors. And then you have headphones, which are consumer headphones that just the average listener right. will listen to. Monitors are going to be flat. They're not going to be right. sensationalized. You're not going to hear heavy exactly. bass or anything. It's just a flat frequency. So when you're producing, you can't just get headphones like Beats headphones that sound amazing with everything. You want something that is a monitor. It's right. just flat. Or you want both so you can go back and forth. Yeah, sure. And yes, get, a, get a different idea of what's going to sound Yeah, like. but when you're creating, yeah. you definitely want to use monitors. Right. You know, you want to get the AKGs. You want to get the professional. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. uh, what are they? No, Sennheiser uh, 950s are really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're very comfortable, too. Uh, wow. So Akai's headphones are not yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, there was other shit out there too, but yeah. you know, I, oh, the new Korg MS Twenty that looks pretty dope. Oh. It's really on some super nerd shit though. Like you got to plug in different wires and the different really? inputs and outputs. I mean, it's really for like those huge synth heads, right? And well, the Moog too, uh, the Moog. Oh I yeah, the oh. new Moog is pretty. Yeah, the yeah. Moog is really dope. Yeah, really? it's pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. I, my mouth was watering when I was looking at all new product. Yeah. Man, that shit looked really yeah. dope. And then on Pro, Pro Tools, is it out? Or no, it's not out. Not no, out. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the stuff comes out like maybe April. April. You no, know, after Nam, but you yeah. get you know the first look, the first touch. Some most of that stuff are prototypes right. that aren't even out yet. And then I know Pro Tools, uh, Waves, 11. Waves okay. has opened up their their format. So now they have AAX extensions for people who use Pro Tools. This is my question. Yeah. I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, that the new Pro Tools, whether it's 11, was it in Pro Tools yeah, 11? Yeah, Pro Tools 11. Only allows, uh, it was AAX? Yeah. Only allows you to use AAX extensions yeah, and so every, not... not RTAS. Not RTAS or VST. Yeah. No, well, Pro Tools could never use VST anyway. Well, with, with the wrapper. You needed so, something called the Pro Tools ra- the, the, the wrapper. Because Trans VST, which used to be out, right. allowed you to wrap RTAS to RTAS AAX. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Pro Tools 10, but I heard that Pro Tools put that off the market, and yeah. now it's yeah, not available. Yeah, it's not available. RTAS anymore. Everything is going to be AAX. The whole format is going to That's not go good news that. for me. That's not good news for a lot of people. But yeah. most of but most of the companies are all, you know, turning everything to AAX anyway. Are they? So, you know, at, at NAM what about this year, the, Waves okay. have turned I mean Waves is Waves is every the, everybody's got AAX format now. Right. And see that's the yeah. thing though. You know, there could be, you know, the the craziest companies coming out with something, but you forget like the the stuff, you know, silent and yeah. like the older joints that, you know, everybody still fucking yes. uses. That they're not getting switched over. I mean, like, you know, what are you going to do? Here's what, my what? problem with that, Stoney. Here's my problem with the the updating thing and the policy with the software. I look at it like this. Back in the day when we had synthesizers, right? right you had a fucking um, EPS. Mm-hmm. And you love everything about the EPS. And then the, and then the EPS-16 came out. 
So people who wanted to upgrade to the EPS 16 could just bring go out and bought it. They right. go out and bought that keyboard. But the collectors kept the EPS because it had its own kind of signature sound and its own patches. And it was cool because it was a keyboard and it stood on its own and you can still use it. Right. But now with this fucking update bullshit, what if I want to use a 2009 version of Silent? I'm not allowed to do that. What if, you know what I'm saying? Well, like let, I, well, I look at it like the same way. Like I want to be able to keep some of this older shit and use it still. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, Why I mean, do but, I have to upgrade? But you you got to look at it like this too. You want to use the older stuff, but even companies like Apple who have, you know, the new laptops, when you go to Lion and then you go yeah. to Mountain Lion, Can't. once you go to Mountain Lion, even if you wanted to use those old softwares, you couldn't. You couldn't because See, it's I not, disagree with it, that. And I hate and, that. And it's not compatible. Not only is it not compatible, I've got hard drives that are still 400, 400 wire. Right. And all the drives are 400. All my sounds and everything, my songs are on 400. I get a laptop that has only USB connectors. I have to still use my old laptop, which doesn't take mountain lion so i'm forced to convert all my drives and go get thunderbolt or go get 3.0 usb and then now i have to use a new computer because the newer programs that are coming out the processing you you need faster processing too see and i i think this is turning into a major problem for us because there's a lot of people and i'm talking about i guarantee you there's some professional producers out there but, but I'm, but who are EDM producers as well who really really love the old their thing. stuff and and the fact that they 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 get to that point where they have to upgrade and lose that stuff that's a, that's a huge problem for music and I feel like there should be some type of third party genius person or company that should step up and that develop something yeah, but but even if I that mean, happens the computers Apple is moving so fast that you can't even use it in the old OS. You can't. Right. You, you can't use the stuff you used in Leopard inside of Mountain Lion. It just is not going to work. And that's a problem. And that, that's a major problem. So you're, problem. you're stuck with a slower computer, an older computer, and eventually your drive, you have to change it up, change yeah. it. And then eventually you have to go to the new stuff. So my advice is when you're making your music, like you said, commit to the waves. Because once you commit to your waves and you have your sessions and waves, it doesn't matter what plugin you use. Because right. now you have the sound, the actual sound in your session. And then, man, it's just so much. It's, it's and just another, another food for thought, yeah. too. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know if it was you, Sean, who told me this, but I heard this from someone um, who uh, recently got their computer fixed uh, by an Apple genius, uh, right? And they were told, and this was just like... This news was so disheartening, but like it just makes perfect sense. Every laptop, every hard drive, external, internal, whatever it is, every single uh, hard drive and motherboard eventually dies. Yeah, eventually. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Whether it's six months from now, yeah, no, of course, a year from now, it's yeah. like uh, rolling the dice. Two years from now, sometimes even three or four years, yeah, but so you have eventually. It will die. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. And that sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, you know, it, niggas got to make money somehow. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no, it's it should, it should right. last it forever. I yeah. mean. But then the it's, guys, a, it's but about then, the profit. But it's like not a about motherfucking the ASR ten lasts forever. But then you know the guys, I mean? but the guys who are using Almost. the hardware. So the techniques turntables. Yeah. The guys yeah. who are using the hardware. I mean, I spoke to an A list producer, uh, which I'll remain name remain nameless. He told me he uses 
the SP twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. He used uh, he had the Roland sixteen eighty or eighteen eighty, and I mean he he's putting out records right now, and you would think that he has all this you know Ableton all the, he uses the hard the hardware MP or, and just does what he's been doing for years. And I'm like, dude, you really do that? He's like, yeah, it works. It still does. It I mean, works for him. Yeah. Drums is tight. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's the mix There's people engineer. who'd still rather use reel-to-reel when it comes down sure. to it. You know? Sure. They yeah. like the sound. Yeah. And I would love to have a reel-to-reel. Yeah. yeah, they're just really big and heavy. And, heavy and, and it's super expensive to get It's a tape. little excessive. But actually, you know, yeah. that's not entirely true, <laughs> it actually. chicken if you got it. In the early 2000s when I was using the ASR-10 a lot, on eBay I bought um, a two-inch Akai reel-to-reel. A two-inch? Two-inch. Um, and it was the size of, like, you could put it on the on the table. It was, like, this high. And, it, and, and I bought a bunch of uh, tapes on eBay, like, blank tapes. And I used to use that shit. Like, I ran my shit through it. Were you, were you striping tape and everything? Uh, no, I just basically, um, I would, I wonder how they do it. I would basically run, like, literally a uh, two-track audio stereo output wow. from the ASR to the two-inch tape. Record it and then rewind and then play it back into the computer. Mm. So that's how I used to do it, and I had that machine and it was cool. But nothing, <laughs> that's nothing like the real, you know, two-inch tape yeah. in the studio. Well, part. I mean, you know, now they got the tape saturation plugins, all true. that shit. True, true. Um, yeah. don't know how to same. use it right it's not though. The same, yeah, man. well, I mean, you can, it right. you can you can freak it. You can freak it. You can freak it. It's just not the same, man. I yeah. mean, like, and then you couldn't use that. I mean. How many studios you know that can stripe? How many people you know know how to stripe? Very maybe? little. Know how to align tape? I know how to. Yeah. I, I learned. Too. I went yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> I went to school of audio engineering for nice. two months, and I quit because it was bullshit. Sorry ass. No, edu- no, no, no. Sorry no. ass education. Ah! <laughs> That's what it stands for. <laughs> SAE. We can kiss our SAE sponsorship goodbye. <laughs> SAE is pretty dope because SAE. Now it is, but back then it was. SAE uh, is dope because when cats go to SAE, I'm, I've never gone to school for engineering or anything, but SAE, they give them. You get your laptop, yeah. you get your pro. You get a lot of shit. Yeah, I, you get I, I was trying to enroll there. That yeah. shit is expensive. Oh, super expensive. But you're paying for it. Not, you're gonna pay that much for your gear anyway. Yeah, yeah. So now you're getting classes, you get yeah. to meet people, you get to network. Yeah. I think SAE is a pretty dope spot. If you yeah. can afford I, it, yeah. it's a good environment to be yeah. in. Like you get a laptop, you get Mbox, you, you get, get everything. I, I would say it's more geared for engineers, not for producers. I agree with that. I, I met producers. a couple of guys. I mean, most of the classes that we did with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, I standard and all that was right. done up there at SAE. Well, yeah. that's that's yeah. the thing. You know, that's not all the students. Most of them are like cats traveling up. Like everybody that I met, they were coming from Philly or some right. other place. But when I even went to like you know the open house, right. filled out the application. He's like, "So what do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I make beats." He's like, "Oh, we got another one." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Where was Where the fuck does that mean?" Philly? No, this was here. Was, was he a disgruntled his, engineer who, was a, yeah. who, like, who didn't get enough work and decided to teach part time at SAE? He wasn't a teacher. He was just a dude that did the uh, enrollment and all that. See, that's shit. why Sean's mad. He oh, didn't so get he's even worse. This. No, no, I he's like, a, I hate I that place. He's a failed audio engineer. He's a failed audio engineer turned receptionist. But the dope shit about SAE is all over the place. They got one in LA. They yeah. got one in the Australia, land. Australia. Yeah, all over the everywhere. world. But but but, but, the, but as a producer, though, having that engineer foundation is it's vital. True. At this point in the game. True. Because 
to hire an engineer to do your music is really hard because an engineer doesn't have your vision, so you might want to take it in a different direction than they would. Absolutely. Yeah. But it would be nice if they balanced it out with engineering and production. I think you got a bad experience because everybody Maybe I, I know in there is making beats. Maybe I did, but at the same time, like... What was that gonna fucking say? The money. Oh, the money. The mo- yeah. It comes down to the money. Yeah. Yo, like, I, already, I got a degree. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So they're like, oh, you know, you can. Like, you like, can, I'm smart. You know what I'm saying? No, you can, uh, you can apply for a student aid and all that other shit. I'm like, dope. dope. Sally May. Sally May. They got another one. They're like, oh, you already got a degree? They're like, oh, that's gonna be a problem. I'm like, what do you what? mean by that? They're like, well, you're not gonna get as much money as you would before. Like, oh, you got a job, too? Like, yeah, you're not going to get anything. Yo, son, I was only going to get, like, $1,000 in student aid. Wow. Oh, my God. Because of this? I'm like, really? That's crazy. Like, no. I'm not paying the, all nah. the rest of that money. So you, no. get, you get penalized for you being, get penalized for, for for being, being studious for and for having, having a job. education yeah. and having a job. Right, I'm like, right. you fucking kidding to, me? Even, no crazy. matter what you're making. That's what actually, job. you know, turned me off right. about that spot because it wasn't really for everybody. It was, like, for people that just came out of it's not for even people. It's for kids who, who, who can come out of high school who are confused about what they want to do. They want to do music. So I'm like, the first nigga, place I know exactly what I want to do. So like, <laughs> and those kids Who's either Sally have to May? come from money or none. Sally May is balling, whoever that is. Fuck Sally May. Yeah. Sally May just and and uh, fast for. Fuck fast for two. AES AES Mr. 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 Donald Fastful. AES AES yeah. How? That was my student loans and AES. They fucked me. Yeah. Basically, like they uh, they reported a, a late payment that that <laughs> no no, no. let me finish. But they reported it three times as three times late to every credit bureau. Oh, that's wild. And it it, it dropped my credit score 160 points one late payment. That's and I was like a month sick. late one time in 10 years or something. Fuck AES. Yeah. Fuck all of them. But anyway, SAE. Yeah. Check it out if you got you know for those of you tuned in who are thinking about going to that school or any audio school for that matter. The important thing to remember is you go to these schools if you can afford them, great. And the thing you want to walk away from is learning the technical stuff that you normally wouldn't know about, you know. And and they got you know this this stuff you can learn, but at the end of the day, just keep in mind there's a lot of people out there that learned all a lot of this shit on their own, so. There's nothing that you can't do on your own as well. Fucking right. You know what I mean? Um, and and so. if SAE is in the right spot for you, what do they got? They got IAR or something? You got IAR. IAR is actually really based on more engineering. Yeah, I heard. There, yeah. there are no production, like real production rooms in that place, um, which is pretty cool. Right. I mean, a lot of uh, IAR. Um, Dubspot. Scr- yeah, they're Scratch starting Academy. to do more Scratch, at Scratch and Dubspot. Dubspot. We, we yeah. feel some type of yeah. way about it. That spot. Yeah. <laughs> Dub spot. Yeah, that spot. But anyway, we'll, we'll stay yeah. political. Let's let's get in let's get in some news, man. Do that. News. Let's get in some news. So did you guys hear about, you know, part of Jay Diller's uh record collection being on eBay? What? Well, we know about the old news of how the guy had access. Well, this is legit though. This is by the Jay Diller Foundation. Well, then again, I don't know the background, but from what I'm reading, it's legit. So um, the okay, and you know it's gonna go towards you know helping out my dukes and all that. But there's wow. been a couple of them. And they're they're selling out in like wow, fifteen twenty minutes. 
So how would they put them up? Like one record? Um, I think they do like you batch know they do a lot batch or a lot. Yeah, yeah. couple thousand. I don't think it's that, that much. No, no, no. Ten. They would lose 15. money. A lot of times, like if you yeah. go on eBay, you'll see lots of like thirty. That seems to be fifteen, thirty, 30 something 30. like that. I used yeah, to yeah. buy them in thirties all the time. Yeah. I yeah, see. So I don't know how I feel about that. Man. I like it because because well, you might get you might only get two or three records out of that. But no, I'm talking about the Dylan one. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you, no. you mean yeah. how you feel man, about selling off his records? What is? It? Would At you buy them? Um, that's the question. Of course, he well, would buy them. No, I, honestly, if, I wouldn't buy them. But I understand, I understand why people why would are. buy it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, like I mean, it was Jay Dilla shit, but right. At the same time, it's like, you know, are you going to use that record? No. You're going to put it in a case. You're going to be, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's it. But if you it's looked and you item. saw a record that you really wanted, that's a different story. You'd I get buy it, for, it more for true. You t- get it for, for usage. You yeah. get it for cheaper somewhere else. Right, right. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> that wasn't owned is, by Jay Dilla. This is for charity, no yeah. doubt. But, you know. Yo, they could that's, be like gathering his friends' records too, throwing them in there. And like, they could yeah. be really making a killing. Yeah, I don't know. I hope I hope it's not that situation. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not. No, but it's just a touchy thing. Anything Jay Dilly related is yeah. Like, so like people weird. get people get really really up in arms about yeah. You know anything that's Jay Dilly. Right. If you even have a party with his name on it, you know they expect money. Right. You know, okay. I mean, you that's, should give money if you're gonna have a party with his name on it, right? Even right. if it's like but a, not a Jay every, Dilla birthday, but not everything is like you know, not everything is, not every party is you know a fee at the door, or right? You might like want to have a free party just to celebrate his life. Yeah, yeah, that's there's celebration point. parties, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? and, like, and you know, let's no, keep his name alive. So what's wrong with that? It's kind of crazy though, because like he's like one of the one of the artists that are. That is still, you know, having charities every every year. Right. I feel like, all right, I might be wrong, but you know, when you're not seeing too many Biggie, Tupac charity parties. No, you get yeah. the the Dilla That's benefits. True. Like, yeah, the, you know, I, I I work with DJs a lot, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so, you already know. So I this. get hit up on emails at least tw- two, three times a year. Like, can you have you know Evil D come spin at this Dilla right, right. function and you know? Well, we do Jam Master J. Uh, well, yeah, yeah but lot, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know if as much as Dilla though. Yo, Dilla yeah. Dill is worldwide, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you don't it's, see. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not even just like New York shit, like Biggie, Jam Master J. It's not just like that. It's, it's like true. <laughs> you don't like see LA, Big L. You yeah. don't Detroit, see like Toronto, Philly. Yeah. Like my homies doing a uh, Philly joint. They need to do yeah. one in the Philippines, yo. <laughs> Make it happen, son. Are you going over there, son? Some fried donut. <laughs> <laughs> donut with ex- over there, so you extra might as well. chocolate. Chocolate. Um, yeah, no, I am going to the Philippines. So if anybody, one or two people listening from the Philippines, uh, I'm coming to the homeland, guys. No doubt. They'll be waiting for you at the airport. Yeah, with a sign. Nah, with a man. sign. I ain't, I ain't shit. <laughs> they're going to smell. They're going to smell the American on me. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> This this American looking guy, he's pale. Um, Word. So what else happened this week? Shit. Um, apparently, Questlove is ninety nine percent done with D'Angelo's new album. I heard that they've been so that one percent. What is the one percent? I don't know, but they've been working on this shit (laughs) since two thousand four, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand fucking four. They gotta add reverb on one song. Yo, this album is gonna be so incredible. 
It has to be. It has to be. <laughs> it, it will I be. I just hope it doesn't turn into like a thing that never comes out. I really do. Are you talking I'm, about detox? Maybe? I'm talking about Pacquiao and Mayweather, baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're digging deeper. Something that's really never going to happen. Uh, I just really hope it comes out because, man, come on. That's a no-brainer. D'Angelo? Yeah. Questla? Come on. Shit. He's still a crooner. He's still a crooner to yeah. the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yo, I mean, you know, anytime Quest is on some shit, you know, doing production, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. That's true. Uh, no set date, of course. But We'll see. Pending for the future. Yeah. Is is that all the news? No, man, there's so much happening. I have tons of news, man. I could go on for days. Justin Alrighty. Timberlake and Jay-Z hit the streets of L.A. to film Suit and Tie. What? <laughs> that is not newsworthy. No. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> These guys are in L.A. shooting a video for Suit and Tie. Timberland produced it. Yo, maybe we should have people call in and see what they think. They think no, of I'm not shoot. fucking with this phone. <laughs> what do you I'm guys? Not fucking with this phone. <laughs> what do you guys think of this Jay Z and Justin Timberlake shoot? What do you think of suit and tie? L A. They're shooting the video. No. Oh my god. So the homie Fifty uh, came out with a video for um, the joint he had with Snoop, and there's a kid in the video rocking an MMG chain. Oh, I heard about that. What does That's that kind of wild. I don't know what it means. Because he, he ja- it was, uh, what's his name? It's got, it got us stolen. Who? Who's what's the name? Huh? Gunplay. Gunplay, yeah. Okay. Uh, so what does yeah, that mean? Because so, uh, that was his chain, and now 50 somehow got a hold of it. Oh, so, gosh. Come on, y'all. Let's keep yeah. it easy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's just, all well and good, but I'm trying to hear some beats or, okay. or hear something about okay. that. Like, <laughs> yo, like who produced the track? Who made the beat? <laughs> Um, no, I, I wanted to answer a question though we got we got on our email. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get into that. Let's yeah. get Is into that, that cool? Um, Definitely. So yeah, we got an email of someone asking about tagging their beats and um, what our take on that was. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that it's, it's good that we get into it just because that's coming up more and more now that people kind of have their own, you know, little catchphrase and it's like you recognize their beat by their little tag. Exactly. And, you know, if that's important or not, or what do you guys think? So so basically tagging is when you have your beat and then you have um, a vocal running through the entire beat, maybe every bar, sometimes half a bar, sometimes every two seconds, five seconds, you have produced by sound selector. <laughs> Um, you know, through the whole shit. <laughs> a word? <laughs> Produced by hotbeats.com. Uh, $50 lease. Um, so you have the, the tag on your beat. And the reason why producers do that is to protect their music. You know, and, and, and when you think about it, it makes sense. You're watermarking your track. So if you were to send that beat out to an artist or the, an NR or whoever you're sending that to, you can almost guarantee that you won't get the beat jacked or used or two-tracked uh, without them consulting you first because you can't necessarily make a song with the track if your uh, tag is all over it. Now, here's here's a couple things about that. Number one, um, yes, tagging your beats could almost guarantee that you won't get your beat uh, stolen, but it can also guarantee that you won't get your track sold. Um, right. ANRs, artists, um, from my personal experience, every industry person that I've dealt with um, in the past absolutely hates beat tags. 
Um, maybe have one in the beginning. Um, but if you have a, a, a vocal tag running on the whole beat, I can guarantee you that uh, that person that you're shopping into will move on and uh, not even bother. Yeah, because well, you, so. got, you got the pros and the cons. I mean, you got to... Well, that's a huge con. That's a huge con because you're because you basically you're you're shooting yourself in the foot before you even try to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day, which is selling the beat, right? And then here's the thing: you, you're giving it to somebody because you want them to write to your track. You want them to hear your music. They don't want to hear your voice throughout the entire track. And then you're telling this person, um, "I don't really trust your business either." Right. You know well, what I mean? It, I don't trust that you're going to do the right thing by hearing the track, loving it, and going in and doing business, doing work with me. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's a trust issue. I think. It's a trust issue. I think you, um, you as a producer, yes, you should be mindful and selective with who you trust and who you work with. But at the end of the day, if you're paranoid about shopping a beat to an artist or an A&R or something, then you probably shouldn't be shopping it to them. Or, um, or, I mean, or trust do, is or everything. Do, or do what we talk about. Go in there, do the right, copyright your stuff, handle your business, make it legitimate, make it a legitimate <clears throat> piece that if someone did take it, that you can cover your ass. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. I mean, you got to take a chance. Somebody's going to take a beat. How many beats you got? And well, well the, mean, other, the other important thing is, you know, a lot of times... You'll be people will be listening to beats in the studio and picking through them, and they might want to do something right there. And you know, if your beats tagged all over it, they can't do anything with it. Maybe they can't even get a hold of you. To they put need, an idea let me tell now, you guys something. You know? Yeah, yeah you're right. ten nine point nine times out of ten, which is basically ten times out of ten. <laughs> um, if you have an artist in the studio, big artist, small artist, and they get a hold of your beat and they're listening to it in the studio whether it was an anr or an assistant or whoever brought that beat into the artist to listen to and they're listening to it and they like it i guarantee you that they're going to want to record to it on the spot um they're not going to say yeah this beat's great um can you go ahead and call the producer and have them do this and do that and send me this and no. no like they want a fucking boogie on the spot right. So your shit, number one, better be formatted. Number two, it better not have no fucking drops on it. You know what I'm saying? Number three, um, I'll say it again. Number one, format it. This shit got to be formatted. If your beat isn't formatted correctly, it, it a lot of times it's a huge turnoff. Like, you know, with 50, and he's known for this, 50 is known to two-track over a beat and write to the track and create the song um, depending on how it's formatted already. So, like, when, when he uses your track and then, like, if it makes an album and the A&R contacts you to get a Pro Tools session or the stems, you know, nine times out of ten, he'll want to keep it exactly how it was on the two-track. Sometimes he'll even, like, use the two-track version because he, like, he loves that so much and, like, he felt like that was the, the, the right texture for it that he just keeps it that way. So... You know, yeah, that's an extreme case. It's like, it's like, it's like you, you, they want to taste the product. They want to yeah. record the song, listen to it, and see if they even like exactly. it after they record their vocals to it. You do a record one, one week, next week, you're like, yeah, I really don't like it as much as I thought I did. Exactly. But at least they worked on it and said, yes, I love it. Or they might do it and go, I really love yeah. it, send me a pro And session. that's very common. That's very common. I guarantee you there's a lot of, um, 
you know, up-and-coming uh, producers who probably have songs with some big artists sitting on a hard drive somewhere, right. maybe not never coming out, but something that's recorded there, you know what I mean? Because their beat made its way to the artist, and the artist liked it, and they recorded a song, and maybe they just don't like the song enough to put it out, but it's there, and it, it exists, you know? Yeah. What do you what? guys think of that, just the, the vocal sample right at the beginning? I feel like that's a better look. It is. To at least be yeah. able to identify who the fuck this is. Like, oh, who's this? Run at the beginning. Like the dude. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll go through the track. Right. Like, but the, like the producer Sock Passe. Who? You know? Sock Passe. What's that? Sock Passe. He's a producer. And that's oh, the tag okay. that he has in the beginning. Oh, I'm not <laughs> familiar with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I mean. Yeah. That, but that, I think that, that stemmed joint. from. Oh, okay. That stemmed from. Um, from initially just A&R's saying exactly what you said, maybe put one right at the beginning, and now that's become people's, like, tagline. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, like, if it's a, a cool-sounding tagline, then why not? Like, Justice League has some of the coolest, yeah, one of the coolest drops, you right. know what I mean, in the game right now. And so, uh, was, or or Jalu ja Beats, too. Jaleel, too. Yeah. I, I, first I thought it said Jungle, jungle Beats. Jungle, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, jungle what? Beats. I did, too. Yeah, it's Jaleel. Yeah. Um, who do you guys think started that all? Was it Just Blaze that started it all? I feel Blaze? like Just made it cool. I don't know if he was the first one, but I feel like Just made it cool. Yeah, I feel but, like and he made it cool. You know, there's yeah. other tags you can do too. You can do sound tags, like not vocals, because right. honestly, like cardiac, if you're doing like cardiac if you're doing like the vocal dope. tag yeah. throughout the whole thing, cardiac it, it kind of annoys the shit one. out of me. But yeah. when Shout you when you actually have like a trademark sound, like I feel like yeah. I feel like kind of Pete Rock made the first kind of drop maybe you know how he always had the wah, 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 wah. yeah that was Pete. he had that hmm. like yeah. you know what i mean like you knew that was yeah. Pete. but see he you was being saying? creative though you know yeah. now cats are yeah. doing it just to say yo look at me nigga i did the beat yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know but you know what to, there's as opposed to pete that's his signature like you knew like oh shit, yeah you know? i mean there's, there's nothing there's... wrong with it though putting your signature on the beat because a lot of times Artists put these songs out, and oh, no, no one knows who produces them. No, yeah. we're, we're, and not, it's saying, like, we're it, not saying anything's wrong. With no, no, it. I'm we're just, saying, I'm know. just saying, like, it's to me, it's dope that producers are starting to get more credit. Absolutely. Like, for a while, you'd hear like, oh, Jay Z sampled that. It's like, well, no, Jay Z didn't sample that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but but the general <laughs> listener didn't know that Jay Z didn't make the song. But, but, Unfortunately, but, 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 you know that's... The, but the general listener, let, let's let's really talk about this. Okay. The general listener didn't care who produced the record. All they knew is they loved that Michael Jackson record, and they listened to it. They grew up with it. It, it was a part of their lives. Yeah. You know, we knowing whether Quincy Jones produced it or not, it didn't matter to the regular listener. He's enjoying the music, and it's a part of their history. That's it. That that yeah. producer needing to be in the forefront and being seen—that's some ego shit, dude. Well, yeah. okay. rappers yeah, are listen, full listen, of ego listen, too. Listen, so. when when you're getting credit on a record and your name is on it, and people know that you did it, they can read and see that you did it. Right. Do I need to be in the forefront? Absolutely not. Yeah, and 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 unfortunately or fortunately, um, that will continue to be the case, and right. and that's just something that we have to live with I mean, as right. producers. You know, well, like. I mean, we had a little era where you know producers were the shit. Like no, nobody, for sure. nobody really gave a fuck about the rappers until mm -hmm. the producers. They're like, oh, that's produced by someone. No, here's the thing. I'm gonna listen to it. I think right. it's changing though. It's, it's changing. changing. Back, it is huh? changing. No, it's changing into us as producers getting credit. But it will never. It'll never be at the level of where culturally people hear a song. And the first thing they think of is who wrote this or who produced this. It's it's yeah. always going to be yeah, yeah. for the first 
spotlight is always going to be the artist. Always. Right. Yeah. right. But that's not to say that our spotlight will not grow. It will, but it'll never be at that same level. I, I mean, I don't I, think. honestly, it should be about the record, man. If the record is crazy and the Grammys are being won and cats are getting, you're going to be known. They're going to know that you did the record because you're getting the Grammy and the record yeah, is crazy. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be known just because you did the beat? Let the record, let the music speak for itself. True. And all that notoriety will come to you. Yeah. Now, this whole question stemmed from, uh, did you already talk about why this guy wanted to tag his beats? Generic? Um, Probably because he didn't want him to get jacked. No, I, I, I think he was just asking. Okay. Well, what? his question was like, you know, about tagging it because... He noticed that you know someone was able to download his beats off of SoundCloud right, without right. even well, having to download. I mean, link. okay, that's a good point. All right, so if you're going to put it up on SoundCloud, you can also make it unavailable for download. Well, put no, it this no, way. No, 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 you can. no. Uh, well, yeah. You put mean, it this way. Put it this way. Stream anything. Any anything you put on the net. Download anything you put on the net is is free game yeah. for anyone. I will you have show, to always remember I, that. No, but I'm saying I'm saying this guy might just have the download option available. Like you can make it a little harder by at least say you know unselecting the download option okay yeah. listen people let's keep it 100 we live in a world of technology there are softwares out there i do not have to hit yeah. download to get your music yeah. okay that's we can true. record anything that's being played on a laptop or anyone else's laptop so copyright your music or don't put it up if you don't want people to take it i'll give you guys a good little gem here's a cool gem for producers if you want to put beats up and you don't want to tag them, and you don't mind so much if somebody jacks your shit, but you know you're protected, and I'm assuming your your shit's copywritten, right? But you want to put it up for people to hear, right? Uh-huh. Put the beat up in mono at a lower quality. Simple as that. Yeah, but then, you know, then don't you... T- Take the kind no. of, I mean, the <laughs> only people, the no, only people, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the only people, no, listen, the, the, right. the only people caring about that quality are the engineers, um, literally the engineers and the ones who have that ear. Um, putting it out there like that, you're allowing the track to be heard, and who have, people download it, they rap to it, whatever the fuck, you're allowing it to be heard. But you're not allowing it to become a final song because it's in such low quality, but not low to the point where it's like, oh, man, this is unlistenable. You know, what? I think a lot of producers don't even care whether somebody's actually taking the beat and looping and all that. I think they just don't want anybody to, like, take their ideas and all this stuff. It's going to get. You can't help it. You can't it's help gonna that. Happen. That's going to happen. All the stuff we're trying to avoid is going to happen. Why? Because if it's not happening, that means your shit is just that whack. If yeah. you're getting jacked and people are taking your shit and making records, that means you got something there. That's exactly that's, that's why. A, that's a clear indication exactly. that you got some heat. No, you're right, Stoney. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, you know, if your shit is being jacked and there's something special and everything, then you've got something special. Then you should, uh, instead of looking at the situation negatively, right. tell yourself, yo... I'm making some shit that's kind of like in demand right now. People are jocking it. (laughs) So let me go to the lab and make a hundred of them and do it the right way. You you know what I'm saying? You put five beats up and you know which one everybody keeps trying to go to. Then you know that's that's it right there. If you know that you're the one capable of making that, then go ahead. You know what I'm saying? That goes back to like 
trying to copy producers and like not and not doing that and everything and it, it always goes back to that like the originality thing um that's the reason why i put out my black kids because i was just like all right i got these drums and i'm known for my drums these are drums that only i can do but i know that if people had access to using my drums i know that they can't do what i do but they can right. feel inspired right. to do what they do and have some quality sounds to go with it you know what i mean and so like that whole operation kind of made sense and you know i know boy wonder had his his drum kits for a while nice. before i did um but prior to that having your drums out was like a no-no for producers yeah. Yeah. for a long time it's like nah yo i ain't i'm trying to put something on that snare i'm not trying to get my snare jacked but you're gonna get it jacked because they'll oh, just absolutely. take the record you did and, and sample it Right. Oh yeah, this mad this mad bootleg uh, drum yeah, kits too. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, all had them though. <laughs> we all had them. There's a, a bootleg ill yeah, mind like, drum kit out there. I shut that site down. It's we shut them down. <laughs> I shut, shut that down. site down. That mo- that motherfucker had some shit to say too. Sean the Enforcer. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyways. But um, yo, we about what to. What are we doing? Yo, we're not even gonna take a music break this time, man. Fuck a music break, B. Because we're gonna do blap or crap instead. Yeah, we blap or crap in it. Yeah, you want to do blapper crap? Let's do this, Let's man. Do right. some and um, um, we, we got a, a guest coming up too, pretty soon. Well, who we that got... is? Who that is? Who that is? <laughs> who that is? Who that is? Who that is? I'll say a tiny thing. kapupunta? Who that is? I'm talking in Filipino. Fucking <laughs> 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 five. Uh, we got the homie Omen. Grammy Award winner. Give him a round of applause. Yes. <laughs> After the blapper crap, we about to. Pick Omen's brain on the various, various wonderful shindigs he is involved with. If you do not know who he is, he's done records with Drake, Lil Wayne, Ludacris, Fabulous, Fado. Fucking Jesus Christ. Memphis Bleak, Red Man. His drums is crazy. You know, and he's housed in the same spot as uh, Just Blaze up at Stadium Red. Shout to Stadium Red, the house of hits. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, we about to get into that right after we get into Blap or Crap. Let's go, E. All right, you ready? All right, so wait, wait, wait. For those of you who are f- who never tuned in, first time tuning in, Blap of Crap. So we had a bunch of you guys email us a beat, and we picked them out randomly. How many we got today? Six? There's probably play like five or six. We'll see how many. Yeah, I think I think I grabbed like so, six. So we grabbed the beats without listening to them randomly, and we play them on the air, and we vote if it's good, which is blap, or if it's crap, which is crap. And we tell you why we want to blap a crap, too. And we tell you why. We tell you why. So I we let the music you. speak for itself. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Let's hear this beat. And if in the future, if you want to send one in, send it to blaponderadio at gmail.com. Send one every week because we, we, we don't let it run over from the last week. We choose from this week's batch. So and only one. If only you, one. If you send two in the email, you're, we're passing. We're, you're disqualified. Don't send links. Send an MP3. That's it. All right, I, don't ready? Care. I don't care if you're just Blaze. If you send two, <laughs> yo. Alright, let's yo, go. So the, the, <laughs> this is uh, Archie Green, and he said uh, that he specifically made this for Capital Steez. Uh, it says R.I.P. Stilo. Well, I don't care who it's who made for. Okay. If it's right, good, it's good. How it let's is. hear right, this shit. I like those drums so far. Those might be the Illmind drums. Nah. No, he's like, nah.
Okay. Who's up first? I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna blap it. The reason why I'm gonna blap it is because, uh, again, I like it hard. Pause. And um, first pause of the night. First pause of the night. We're doing good. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Um, I like I like the dirty drums. I like the dirty drums. Um, I like the horns. I like that old school retro feel. Um, it felt good, you know. Um, I thought the change up could have been better, but um, for the most part, I like it. I, I I just like how it feels naturally. Um, just, you know, just a little you know thing I wanted to say to people who are sending the beats in. Uh, just be you, be creative, and I thought that that was creative. And this person is not following the regular trends, so I, I'm a blap it. I'm gonna go with blap. I'll keep it short. Um, I liked it. Uh, like I pretty much agree with everything you said, Stony. Most of it. Um, you know, I thought it could use a little fine tuning, but it definitely wasn't crap. So I'm gonna say blap. It's usable. I can hear like a Joey Badass on there or someone. Yeah, it was for Capital Steve's man. Yep. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah. What are you thinking, Eric? Yeah, I think it's a blap. I think, uh, like you said, the transition, like that last transition, it, it seemed a little weird. So, but I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, and then, and then, like, you know, even though it was off, it was his style. It was creative, you know. So when an artist writes it, writes to it, it'll be whatever whatever his style is, It'll he'll mm-hmm. be known for his particular style. True. That was a boom blap. Yeah. Next. Boom blap. Yeah. Right. Next. All right, this is uh, produced by Johnson. Beat yeah. Butchers is the, the track. Like the producer, Beat Butchers. The only part I liked about it was the intro. Mm-hmm. Only part I liked about it was the intro. I, I might have to craft that one mm-hmm. because it was, I don't know, I, it, it was just a weird, weird structure. And then some of the sounds were kind of weird. Just, um, I don't know, I would say plastic. Um, I'm, I'm going to yeah. ag- agree with him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with both of you guys. Yeah. Um, 
The intro was cool. It was like was started like yeah, the intro yeah. was bananas. I was really the looking forward to it, man. You let me forty. Do it was forty nine. <laughs> it was like because of the intro, it was like so 45 percent blap, but sixty five percent. See, is that right, math? I'm I, th- good I, think, math. I think terrible at math. I thought you were good at math. <laughs> What's going on here? I, I think he lost us. Fifty five. I, I think he lost us when he didn't drop the beat. Yeah, the sequencing was bad. The, the and, intro and the, was just too long. The drum swing was weird in some pockets. It was just like super like... But the build-up in the beginning was nuts. I like I that build-up. It yeah. had potential, but, uh, but I, I crap it. it. What do you think? I, I kind of disagree with all of you. Okay. Like, I like yeah, the energy. Like, on I it. accept that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think for myself every once in a while, That's so I'll good. call it a blast. <laughs> all right, word. Let's go with uh, IJ. Tweet us at Flap on the Radio. Let us know what you think. Snuck the slap blap on us. He yeah. had he had yeah. like the kind of like the go go drums. Yes, go go. That go-go. shit was hard. Um, I'm going to say blap too. Blap. Um, I definitely blap. heard some transient design going on with those drums. They sounded like almost sounded like um, like like addictive drums or so, a program like that. But then like the attack was really nice on the drums and it had the go go feel was nice. I, so. li- I like that the intro was real easy. He snuck it in right. and that drop was crazy. Yeah, he did it just right. I like it. Black. Next. I like I like the change that went into uh you know when it when it yes, got heavier. Yes, but like yes. when Sean was saying, I'd like to hear this drop right here, it would have been dope if it would have just went even True. harder right there instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. going back. True. All right, let's all right, so real uh quick, let's run through the rest of these. All right, Matt Key. Let's go. An epic tale.
I'm good. I'm good. What was all that in the end? Was I think that, that was part of the beat. Yeah, that was on there. The, Kung Fu the vocal shit. sample stuff. I'm going to have to crap that. Because of the vocal sample? No, because <laughs> I didn't like that actual horn sample going through. Okay. Yeah, it was a little piercing. It, it, it wasn't even, I don't feel like it was piercing. It just like kind of didn't go anywhere. I thought the sample was dope. It just, uh, he didn't uh, chop it. To, like. Yeah. Oh. It has potential. Yeah, the idea was there. Yeah, the idea but was I'm there. But I'm going to have to crap that. But I, I have to crap it too. All right. Crap. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Yeah, it, it started out like it seemed like it had a chill vibe, and it, I kind of liked it, but then it, it kind of got just boring. I feel like it was one of those samples where, like, the needle touched the record, and you heard, mm. bam, 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 right, bam, right. and it got you hype, and you decided to loop it. Yeah. And then you put right. some drums on it, and then and then and then you made a, set, a subpar beat with it. And then he and t- that shit happens a lot. Like you got to be like you got to be like up. a seasoned ass producer who has a really good ear to like know that that shit happens. Like you know what I mean? Like you could take a crazy ass loop and then decide to chop it and then ruin it when you should have probably looped it and layered it. Like, there's so many different things. Yeah, but, but the like, way he looped that didn't It was whack. It was whack. No, it, it was then beyond the, that. It was like it was like he took three parts of the same song. So he basically took probably 24 bars of one song and then put drums yeah. over it. But no, nah, you're right. Like, you, you definitely need to know whether you, you need to loop it or chop it. Right. Um, next. All right, next joint. All right, Panama Red from Portland. So I, I can't vote on this because I actually am familiar, so. Oh, you uh, know, homie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shout to Portland. Shit. What is that yeah, one Portland. restaurant where you take it to go? Man, we got to hurry up. <laughs> they make the, 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 the foil uh, into animals and oh, shit? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Montage. Montage. Shout yeah, to Montage. The late go. night spot. Yeah. Shout to Portland <laughs> if anyone's listening out there. Right. Like every French restaurant be? We. <laughs> <laughs> oui. All right, Panama Red. Ready? Some MF Doom shit, but yeah, the switch-ups just confused the shit out of me. Yo, yeah. seriously, he could have destroyed. Yeah, that. he could have. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Blap only because it was a really good sample find. Um, it sounds like he didn't do much to it. Um, props if he was playing those snare rolls, but I'm pretty sure that was part of the sample. It sounded like it was. Uh, but I am gonna say Blap because that's a good sample find. Um, wasn't structured the best. So um, it's teetering on that line, but I'm going to give him a pass and say black. I'm going to crap it because, I mean, I thought the sample was fantastic. Everything, all the sounds and everything he selected were great, but they just weren't put together in a way that was uh, pleasurable, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, Action Bronson on that. The drums, the drums could have been. Yeah. 
I felt like he no. just didn't he didn't take it to where it just start he started and stopped. That's right. how I feel about that. No Pause. comment for you. Pause Eric? number two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna comment. Okay. Pause Next. Um, Next. All right. Wait, this, wait. this is the last one. Last you already one. got my comment. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to Portland though. Portland yeah, got good to weed. Portland. Good weed, good food, man. Good, good. A lot of hipsters. Great. Um, so this is uh, Shree left alone. Let's go. Hi. Hello. Um, you say crap. I just didn't like the beat. I like the drums. I'm blapping it. Yeah. I'm crapping it. I'm gonna leave it at that. Sean, what do you think? Sean? I the only thing I heard was the drums, to be honest. With yeah, you. I mean that's that's the thing. I like the drums. This is very spacey. Yeah, but what about everything else and how it I, I liked with it. It was kinda flat, it was kinda you know, it was original. Some some of the sounds were a little bit off. I like the idea. Um This is original to me. I'm I'm gonna blap it only because I like the idea and the drums. Right. Now, if you sent that shit back to me again with like some of the shit tuned right, then I'll like it. I'll be 100% blap. But anyway, and that concludes our blapper cry. Tune in next week. Tune in next week where we have more (laughs) shitty and good beats. (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, we about to get in this interview with um, super producer Omen. Round of applause for Omen once again. We're about to introduce him soon. Very nice, very nice. Uh, what we're going to do, Sean, we'll be playing a couple songs. Yeah, we're going to play a couple of his joints just to introduce you. You know what I'm saying? Then we're going to get right into it, man. Let's go. Get familiar, bitch. Damn right, I like the life I live. Because I went for negative to positive and fall. Victory, oh God, what a sweet scent oh. Reminiscing when I didn't have a sweet scent yeah. Said fuck it and seen through it like G10 yeah. Now I'm on that ass like next week's rent yeah. Whoever doubted to God, tell him to repent yeah. If you ain't get that email, it's sweet scent okay. If you ain't get the details, we need men Power Ranger to a Thundercat, the end <laughs> Exotic women and weave for me to weave in <laughs> Have her naked before she get the glue I weave in <laughs> I told you life's a drive, just put the keys in yeah. Now I'm jumping off the deep end. Huh? One time. 
time It's what I expected Just as I left it I Feel like you was right along Want me to wreck this Now we back home Damn right I like the life I okay. live Cause I went from negative to positive uh, To the concrete carpet They rolling out Salute to all of it For knowing when I float around I'm still at home Regardless of where I'm zoning now If I'm alone I'm probably with the loan about Y'all know the sound Know the highs Know the lows No surprise to it though Cause I'm live with the goal It ain't right before With no demise to the road No endings at all For showing what they was knowing What broke them through the song I wrote through all the halls Tag my way up in there Still see the fragments of the graph And if I pin there I ain't have to bend here Living in the literal If I say that I've been there I can show you the prints Would show you the scars But throughout my barrage I was good enough to weed through that And elude them all So true to all I leave it for you to form Back where it's at When opportunity calls I mean one time, it's what I expected, just as I left it. I feel like you was right along, want me to rep this. Now we back home. Yeah. It's my turn. Listen, fellow, coming straight from the ghetto where they build real boys. Those OGs, no Geppetto. Where women got that jelly and haters be getting jello. And they play sideways, they guitars, I'm a cello. They see you stepping up and then they swear they knew ya. They say I'm Hollywood, I say I'm Hallelujah. In your eyes, dog, you not a shooter And I heard you lost your girl, how you lose a loser? Sometimes I wish I finished school, but I can't tell I was thinking tapping bitches, fuck is tapping pal Got one life to live in, tomorrow I might be back in hell So I party with these white girls like what they pack and sell The dread said how them dead, sir From that little nigga that was sipping on that second night Getting this fucking bread up Getting this fucking bread up Summers, it's a live night, spending with some live like hustlers The flippers up in there, they love to hate But when we don't even give them the time of day The whole team got virus above belay So what the fuck we look like with another case? They'll never get to this point, I know what it's like So but one play, I'll hit you up when I need advice So not succeeding in life, but looking mean at me Well, there's a bunch of demons, yo, go grab a girl and beat it back about time, I waited too long from the bottom I climbed in the mirror I see this everlasting life, boy I got to be right to feel like I'm what's up, I live without fear, let your gift shine cause it's yours not theirs in the mirror I see everlasting life, boy I got to be right to feel like I'm what's up, yeah, this feeling here feel like a million years, like so some friends, 
I am still in tears, but I found myself rather than drown myself inside the Tennessee bottle that I can't damn myself. So I send shots to my niggas like I'm dissing them. Throw some dimes at them like a whale, that's what I'm wishing them. Had a homie who told me the future don't mean shit to him. He said just being in the present is such a gift to him. As kids, we run tired, fascinated by gunfire, praying that we make it home safe. We had no umpire, so we conspire to live long as our legends labels put they offer in like a reverend. Hit a home run and pass the plate like collections. Isn't it ironic you in hell every moment? It feels like heaven. Damn. Look at that for a second Ironic if you in hell every moment It feels like heaven Wow It's about time I waited too long From the bottom I climbed In the mirror I see uh -huh. Everlasting life Boy I got to be right To feel like I'm a son I live without fear Let your gift shine It's you know not theirs In the mirror I see yeah. Everlasting life Boy Check I got to be right To feel now. like as a kid, posted up pouring poison for my boys who used to live. I am supposed to be posted on posters, I'm supposed to do it big, so I'm sticking to the mission like a posted on a fridge. What you doing it for? That's what you do when you pour. Anytime things get shaky, drink to balance the floor. In the club, going eight with these women and broads. Curiosity killed a cat, it ain't kill curious George. What you curious for? Can't you see that I'm on it? Hungry and ready to rumble, can't you see I'm a stomach? And I can't handle my liquor, can't you see I'm a vomit? If I can handle my niggas, better start running it. Running, they coming for something, not frontin' or nothing. I be in bias, but we the flyers. You could be what's up, but we the highest. Huh? We in the building like staircases and elevators. We're hella haters that elevate us to better places. It's about time. I waited so long from the bottom I climbed in the mirror. I see this everlasting life. Boy, I got to be right to feel like I'm what's up. I live without fear. Let your gift shine, this is yours, not theirs. In the mirror, I see everlasting life. Boy, I got to be right to feel like I'm a star. I know you feel like you a star, right? I don't know if you higher than us, though. You could be up there, but you ain't up here. <laughs> You're not where we at. Oh man, I was I was always so jealous of this musical part right here. <laughs> like this shit is just like fucking musicality, yo. See that's what that's what sets you apart from being like an okay producer to like somebody who knows what they're doing. Like that's just pure musicality right there. So and I'm speaking of the gentleman to my right, special guest, Omen. Grammy winning multi-platinum producer Omen. Let's give him a round of applause. Omen, welcome Cute. to Black on the Radio. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yes, Mike sir. Check one, two. You are the second Stadium Red uh, faculty. I'll call you guys faculty. Well, third. Okay. Third. Third. Just, just called. Okay. You but just uh, man, we, we had Ariel in here um, earlier on, and uh, it's good to have you, man. Nice, nice. Good to rep. Yes, sir. Definitely. Yes, sir. Oh, so by the what? way, you know the Knicks doing their thing too. Oh, come on! You know I got you know I got <laughs> the snake, the snake. Uh, you know uh, what I mean? I'm, I'm going to a game finally on a Sunday. Okay, uh, what are they playing? Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, we looking good this year, man. Um, I'm going to the last game of the regular season against the Celtics. Okay, um, and I'm looking forward to that. One. We got to win that one. We, we we're going to because okay. <laughs> we could. You know, they took us at home. We took them at home. We gonna take them at home. 
Yeah. Last well, time and we'll have Felton. Yeah. We'll have Felton. Yeah. He's gonna create I wish some, you guys luck on some that. openings for us. <laughs> <laughs> who you follow, Stoney? I mean, I'm I'm a Lakers fan. I mean, You're what? 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 Hey, what? The Lakers are the Knicks. Well, you do have a yellow yellow sweater. I'm a Lakers fan. But I wish y'all luck. I'm saying, I'm Thank giving you, you luck. Thank I'm you, giving Stoney. you luck. I ain't shit. No, no, it's a, no, it's a rough year, huh, Stoney? No, real talk. <laughs> the Lakers are the Knicks last year. Yo, that's yeah. a good point. Pretty that's, much. That's sure. a good point. Um, yeah. It's all about Nicklin, though. Yo, I had this hat on me. Um, uh, one of Sky Zoo's homies, um, he made these, like, snapbacks, and they say Nicklin on them. Okay. And they're for, like, people who live in Brooklyn who are Knicks fans. And oh. so he got a cease and desist from the NBA. Wow. So they're, like, limited edition. I should have wore it today. But uh, Nicklin, yo, that's, that's crazy. What's up. Yeah. So yeah, man, let's let's get into this, man. Before before we even get into like music questions, um, you started out really in in art school, and I wanted to know, you know, I seen seen a couple sketches. What's your favorite comic book character, man? Well, I have many, but uh, spit them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, you know, Spider Man, Iron Man, you know, Marvel Universe, right, right, uh, DC, um, Image Comics. Um, I don't know. I just like different comics. And, and you did, collect did you, your comics and shit, too. Yeah, yeah. Did you collect the... Basketball um, cards, too. Did you collect the, 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 the Marvel uh, cards, too? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, see, I was big I was on... I a nerd. Yeah, no, I was big on the cards. You were the, a nerd? I'm still a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you got the you got the silver silver shirt for hologram side? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shit, man. All right, well, what, what was your next step? Like... Going from art school and all, like, what made you go into that? Was it actually in art school? Was it somebody outside art school that influenced um, you? Basically, I had, like, a, a crew that I came up with. Mm-hmm. And we was, like, a, we all, like, drew. And um, a few of them played instruments. Like, it was an art school called LaGuardia. And basically, it was um, performing arts. Dope. So everyone had, like, different attributes and whatnot. So we came together, and we all rap, and we love hip-hop. So we was, like, into Native Tongue. Uh, who else? EPM, like that whole 92, 91. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that we had a little, shit. yeah, Wu Tang came out, but we had like a little crew, so he's rapping, so I was rapping a little bit. All right, started making beats, got nice with it a little. Oh, shit, <laughs> studied the MP. Yeah, what what was your uh, MC name back in the day? Uh, it was Omen. Oh, it's still the same, it was Omen for years. Dope, yeah. Wow. What'd you Since get the 92. name? Uh, that's another story. We want to hear a little we, bit. We, Can we get a taste? We, <laughs> we, we here for here. a minute, B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's up with the name? Definitely, I'm an intuitive person, so that's mm. why the name was chosen. Wow. Don't mind. So we're talking about vibrations again. Like, in the show, we always talk to producers about energy. Right. And uh, being, you know, getting inspiration outside of just your physical, but just your environment. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I Did mean, I think you, the name you choose for yourself is the representation of what you're calling yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if like a superhero. If you're Superman, you're, you know what I mean? You got to live by that name. Right. It's so, true. You, know, you ill mind, true. you got to ill mind. Yeah. So, so, when when we say, so uh, <laughs> hopefully people don't think I'm crazy. So when we say nah. omen, it has to be omen. Yeah. Not nah. the omen. But not the dark side of the omen. Nah. No, the light yeah. side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you um did you tag up at all back then? 
Uh, not really. I wasn't a tagger. I was more like a sketch artist, you know. Mm-hmm. Had the black book and all that. Yeah, because, yeah. man, that, um, 91, 92, I was, like, super young. I was, like, middle school for me. Um, tagging was everything in that, like, that era. It was, like, you know, uh, like you were saying, it was, like, Wu-Tang was first coming out. And then, like, you know, Artifacts, Wrong yeah, Side of the Tracks, yep. which was 93. Mm-hmm. 90, yeah. That, and that, that shit, ninety three was a year. Yeah. Ninety three was a year, and it was all about like tagging Souls shit. Mischief, oh my god! Yeah. Um, but that was that was that was a crazy era. Um, so you started as an MC. Uh, you had a group. Um, who are some of the cats in your group? Do you still mess with them today, or like? Yeah, we like we friends for life. You know what I mean, word. Like, my boys, my boy Jigsaw, mm-hmm. my boy uh, Mr. Ed, um, Nate Slate. Like we homies. You know what I mean, Young Mob Empire. Yeah, yeah. And do you, um, you guys still do music together? Uh, sometimes we do. Where? You know, everyone kind of grew up and, you know, we all, you know, became men. Mm-hmm. So. Now, were you, know. you the only one in the crew making music or did all of you guys? Everyone, everyone makes music. Everyone either raps or uh, one of my boys, he rap too, but he paints. His name's Andre Trenere. Nice. Okay. You could probably see his work. He do countless shows and. Dope. Like, you probably go to a party, like a Nike party or something, or LRG, and he's painting, like, on the spot. Wow. So, oh, he's there with it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, wow. So, you know, where... So, so what happened after that? Like, you know, the early 90s era, you were into... You had this, this crew together, and you guys were doing art. Really, that's what I want to call it, is art, because you were sort of, like, touching on all the elements of, of the art form back then. Mm-hmm. So... Where did it go after that? Did you guys create albums and start shopping stuff? Is that sort of the era where you started to get to know more people in the industry? Sort of break it down for them and how you started. Um, well, basically, uh, we had uh, one of my boys. His name was Infinite. He was doing our beats and stuff. And he was like a jazz musician as well. He played the sax. And uh, he made the beats. He kind of like went more into jazz a little more. And um, I don't know. We just was... We, we have beats, so I was like, you know what? Let me just start practicing sampling, and then he taught me a little bit, and then I started learning, interning in that studio, sleeping on the floors in the yeah. studio. That's what's up. And this was all on the MP. Yeah. What uh, was your first piece? Let's let's the, get into the, the Akai S one thousand. That was your first 1000. piece. The yeah. rack. No, actually, I was making beats on a Yamaha SK five. Ah, uh, the small joint. With the little dog sound. Yeah, <laughs> with the fucking... <laughs> and the yeah. laser. With the burps. <laughs> with that little laser. Yeah. So what you do? You come, come MIDI out of that into the 1000? So I used to, like, sample DJ... DJ Premier was, like, my inspiration back okay. then. Word, word. So I used to sample his drums only. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, he, I know he that. Would, he would have the only little breaks in his beats. Right. So I, like, chopped that snare, chopped that kick, kick, and then I just put... Because it had, like, four yeah. pads to sample. So it'd be kick, snare, and the sample and other two. You know what I'm saying? Favorite DJ Premier snare to Jack? Uh, I think Living Proof, Proof Home, probably. That's a good wow. snare. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> snare. That was like the best. I would yeah. say there's, the best there's, produced album. there's a bunch of them. The album was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of them on uh, OC Jewel's album and uh, mm-hmm. Wrath of the Math had a bunch. That yeah. one that he used on like damn near every song. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you yeah. went from that to... To what? To walk us through your whole journey of, okay. of the of the gear. Um. So yeah, S one thousand. Uh, 
my like I went to my boys' cribs. Like each of them had like different little, you know, equipments. Like uh-huh. one of my boys had an ASR ten. Okay. Yes. One of my boys had an EPS. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then my boy Cavs, he's like one of my boys that you know showed me the MP. He um he's like yo I got an MPC. Which MP shape. was it? Two thousand. And we had no keyboard, just straight MP. So I should just sample every day. I I made beats every day. And so I still make beats. So what, 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 what right. is it? What was it? What was a day like for you? Would you get up in the morning, go to school, or I, you would like get how? up, get up? You know, I had like a little job too, but you know, I had to juggle. Sometimes I would take, you know, my check and just buy studio time. I wouldn't even buy clothes. I just buy studio time. That's what's up. So that's you're investing back yeah. into your career, yeah. Hell yeah. and that's important. I, you know, I remember like early on when I was first starting, it was really all about taking what little you had and then reinvesting it back into your mm-hmm. craft and uh, I see it's working for you mm-hmm. and you did that back then um, so I want to ask your opinion on you know the fact that you started on an S1000 mm-hmm. I had a f- uh, the 500 so I know yeah. what it's like to have the rack and then go from that to say a keyboard or a software based system or maybe even pads mm-hmm. do you how has Converting from an S1000 to an MPC with no keyboard, how did that help you or hurt you as far as um, getting into the sampling game and, and getting used to chopping parts on pads on an MP and creating beats that way? Do you think that's sort of a, a lost um, technique uh, uh, that's lost today? Because you know nowadays there's so many... Uh, it's made resources. Yeah, it's made now. for you now. It's yeah. made for you now, but back then we had to do it on our own. So yeah, tell you just, us. You hear that little, that little clicky wheel yep. turning that shit nonstop. Now you just put it into um, Logic and hit one button and it's all chopped up for you. Crazy. Right. But, you know, back then it was a little more, you know, there was, was a process to it. It was a process. And, and being that you're a, a, a seasoned producer, you know, now. Um, you know, at the level that you're at, you have uh, access to all this uh, technology now. You know, you have the Akai Renaissance, you have uh, machine, you machine. have all this stuff. You have basically unlimited memory to sample and unlimited sounds. Yeah. So, you know, coming from your era, do you do you still approach creating beats today the same sort of way you did back then? Like as far as having those limitations and knowing? Yeah. You know what to do because I don't want to jump everywhere. Like people are like, are you using Ableton? Are you using right. this? I'm like, it's too much. Right. Let me just stick to what I want to work on and utilize that. You know? right. right. But uh, I know producers who just have Ableton. They do beats there. They jump to Fruity Loops. It's, they jump all around. Sometimes you just gotta stick to your to your weapon. Stick to your weapon. Now, so. now let me ask you. You uh, you know, because I know what. What made you choose Logic, and what makes you stay? What made you make the choices that you made creatively? Okay, uh, well, I was in a studio uh, I was working out of, and um, and I had to move, like you know, I had to move situations. Right. So I had a, a, a iMac and Garage Band. So I, like, right. I was like, right. I was like in a, a low period where nothing was really going on. So I like, let me just start practicing this Garage Band. What's this about? Because in the studio I had with a Trent, I had a Triton and an MP. You know mm. what I mean? I had an MP still, but it's like I couldn't really do much. Because the lack of space. 
Yeah, so like, let me see how this in the box thing works. So I just started using GarageBand and I made beats. I did the Vado Polo joint in GarageBand. Wow. Wow. And then um, then I started messing with Logic when I got to Stadium Red. Wow. So, so do you, you think? So do you think being in the digital realm helped your sound better, or do you feel like you lost anything from no, being it. all analog? It helped it more. It helped it because H- now how I do you think it? How did it help you? It's a little more. I could arrange better. I could do more change ups. I could change the keys. I could. It's more things to play with. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could like reverse it you could do crazy stuff that you can do it in an mp but it's just a little more of a process to do right wow <laughs> you fucking with uh air windows what's that see i'm not even up on that okay <laughs> um, air not, windows. It's, 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 it's these plugins that um yeah, this uh, the, well not all of them are some of them are 50 bucks a piece for stony well, they but, are well, <laughs> well, no no but for some people who are listening did they they have yeah. free versions. They, they have free people. versions. Of them. They have free versions, and even the free versions are crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you what know? is it? But they have it's different plugins. different plugins that you know work with only Logic, and it it kind of bypasses all the Logic algorithms and shit, and it just sounds crazy. I know I know a bunch of producers are using it, but you know I, I haven't. Air, Air Windows. Air Windows. Let me type that in. Yeah. Fuck with that. Air yeah, windows. But, but honestly, Thank me later. Lo- logic, <laughs> logic alone—the sounds you're getting in Logic—sounds great. Yeah, they are very dope. It's definitely, it's definitely a good tool for like a, a producer starting up. For real, I think you know, um, and Omen, uh, you know, I want your opinion on this. You know, nowadays when we have so many resources now, I mean, you have. You know, native instruments patches yeah. that sound amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have horn patches and you have string patches and all these things that sound so real. And, you know, you give those types of sounds to somebody who knows how to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's your opinion on how realistic uh, uh, some of these uh, software programs are sounding now as opposed to? going the old school way and saying, you know what, I want to track a cello section. Let me go ahead and hire a celloist to come in and mic it up and, and, and do it that way. I mean, what what's your personal preference as far as a live type of instruments? Well, um, the mixtape that we just put out, um, Black Hero theme music, was a mixture of plugins and live. But um, the live experience, the little, it's, it's just natural. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's soul. It's like Someone is putting their energy and their their soul into a, a, a equipment. You right. Know you can't really put that into a computer, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. It's just right. different. You know what I mean. But it's good if you're trying to get the basic idea down, and you know you could use plugins to make it sound remotely live. Right. But you know it's not like the real experience. Right. Yeah. But, I, I definitely agree with that. Should we turn this up? Turn it turn down. down. Um, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, having a, 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 a collaborating with a musician is just there's so many benefits to it because, and that's not taken away from software sense, but having a, per, a natural human in there playing some shit, I mean, it's like you're feeding off of that person's energy. Mm-hmm. But even you know? even with like the software sense, you know, you have a keyboard player that'll come in and play a bass. If he isn't a bass player and he's playing the bass, it's just so much different than someone who actually 
plays a bass and can embellish certain right. notes and yeah. slides, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't that, emulate that, that. That little slide, that little fill that yeah. a can't player emulate. is doing, you can't emulate that, even if you have the sound itself. So ultimately, even though we have all these softwares, you're still playing that instrument. Yeah. So yeah. the software is just a tool, just like tool. The, yeah. just like the bass is the tool, is the player right. that the music's coming from inside of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. speaking of tools, um, Omen, we want to ask you, what are, and if you don't mind disclosing some of this information, whatever yeah. you want to, but... Uh, what are some of your tools of the trade in the studio daily, you know? Like, if you want to give away some of those What is secrets. your go-to? You know, some go-to VSTs or synths or logic patches. and I mean, It's all about the AUs. Drum-wise, the AUs. Drum-wise, I use the, um, I use the EXS24. EXS24. And what, what is that? Uh, it's like a sampler program mm-hmm. within Logic. But, um, yeah, a sample in it, chop, um, mm-hmm. Drums, you know, do crazy stuff with it. Right. Uh, so is it similar to um, like uh, recycle? It's like kind of like that, or not no? really? No. no okay. It's, a, it's, a whole it's like contact. It's like oh, contact. it's a, okay. Okay. It's like contact. Yeah. It's like yeah. okay. Gotcha. Uh, Nexus. I like Nexus. I like um, sample tank. Mm. Um, sample tank's been around for a long time. Yeah, sample tank is cool. Um, what else? Native instruments, of course. Yeah. Can't hate on native instruments. Plug, plug. Yeah. I love Native Instruments, not just because Stony. Not <laughs> like I re- genuinely no, fuck I mean, with Native Instruments. I mean, Contact been around for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really powerful. Libraries. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. oh, up on the machine. He... Yeah, soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just got you know my machine. I'm gonna convert them. Yeah, convert them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, what else? Uh, Gladiator is cool. Gladiator is great. Um, Albino, like this is master. There's Tri- so much. Trillion, trillion, right? Is Right, right. Um, are you an engineer as well? Not really. I mean, I could record, chop, cut. Right. You know, I'm not like a mix engineer or nothing. I just pre-mix it a little. Right. I like to mix the beats, though. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, we were just talking about how, um, you know, it, it, it could be a, a benefit to be also have an engineer's ear when you're creating. And, you know, I, th- I think at the end of the day, it's preference mm-hmm. because it's really about achieving the sound that you want and you don't have to be an engineer to achieve the sound but a cool the cool thing about being an engineer knowing that uh uh having that kind of skill is the fact that you could um tweak textures mm-hmm. with eqs and that's no different than you know taking a, a patch from like massive or something yeah. and changing some of the lfos in there right. you know cuz you're basically just changing the texture of the sound and and i think engineering is sort of the same thing so yeah that's the science part of it now exactly. let me ask you i mean with, i know you're real nerdy mm-hmm. and i'm not going to give away too much mm-hmm. but um i know with ilma and i we always talk about a transient master mm-hmm. when we're you know talking about our drums and everything yeah. mm-hmm. what are some of your go-to tools for your drums to knock mm-hmm. If you don't mind divulging, aside from at your least ear, one, because ninety percent of it is your ear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but what's your favorite tool that you like to always use on your kicks and snares? And I don't really have a. I don't. To be honest, I don't really mix drums. Like I, I tweak them a little. Like I'll t- right. pitch them. Okay. You know, add a little reverb. You know what I'm saying? Waves, reverb, R verb, or something. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, uh, EQ it. Turn the highs up a little. Stack them. That's about it. Okay. So it's feel. I, I know stat, yeah. the homie Static does the same thing. 
Because I've seen static sessions. <laughs> that motherfucker just, he's all over the place with it, but it's the feeling. Like, mm-hmm. I can tell. It's like, like, when I'm in Pro Tools, I like labeling shit. And, like, he just doesn't label anything. Cause it's because he's, like, he creative. Already, so. yeah. yeah, I don't label nothing. Yeah, either. so there's no right or wrong way. It's just <laughs> the, the feel. So yeah. let me ask you, what is your favorite uh, process in making records? Because I know that you also sit with artists, and I've heard a couple of records that were crazy that you got coming. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're working with an artist... What is your your favorite process in working with artists? Do you like sitting with them and while they're writing, putting your input in the the actual content of the song? Do you like how how does an artist work with you? Um, I don't know. We just vibe out. Um, I just you know get in the artist's head a little like yo, what's your life like? You know what you going through? What you want to write about? This song right here. Or if I had a beat or a concept, like some of the concepts on a mixtape, I'm like yo, this is the vibe. This song feels like this, so right. write about this. And the artists usually, you know, they're like, okay, and they get a picture of it, and I'm like, all right, that worked. Right. And, you know, some artists may not have hit it, and I'm like, right, I can't use this verse, but maybe use it for something else. But you know, it's just gotta have the the chemistry at a certain right. time. Chemistry. Now, um, now, now yeah. really quick, can if you want to, <laughs> can you share with uh, a lot of the producers in New York? Mm-hmm. Uh, the importance of um, the strip club. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> okay, the strip all, club is very that's, important. That's a whole number. That's a whole monster right there. I mean, let's let's just touch a little bit on it. Let's go to the club. I thought, I thought the conversation. Oh, and I talk about different music and how to get your music heard, and you know, uh, not just putting it up on you know SoundCloud for people to comment, but to actually take your music and. Put it in a in a club environment, you know. Mm. Sounds like, like y'all were talking about titties, not talking about music. I mean, I'm I'm talking about titties. I don't know. Uh, right, we're talking that, about titty music. That helps. That, that does help. But the TNA helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, we talk about how, like with EDM, you know, you got to be in a club to understand yes. yeah, how yeah. that music works. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit of how the strip club helped you to see your music in different? Uh, so this is what I, I gathered, right? I'm a producer from the 90s, okay? Now, I make beats, like, like the beats that I love making is, like, boom bap, you know, soul food. Right. But it's, like, nowadays what's winning is trap, you know, sexy, like, bouncy. You know what I mean? You got you to, gotta like, go with the times. Right. And, um, like I said, strip clubs is a good inspiration to see how, you know, girls move, you know, dudes in there, like, doing ones hyped off this music. And it's, like, real anthemic, like, you know, feel-good music, too. Right. They get hyped, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to pretty much, it's like when you you work on an album, and you're like, yo, I want to make a blues album. And you go to, like, a blues club. That's real. And you're like, I want to see how, this, you know, how to sound. You, you just got to... Experiment and study. You know what I mean? It's like studying. We study strippers. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a very fun uh, case study to embark on. Um, I know a couple of places I could recommend in Queens, but uh, I might have known them too. You probably know them. Um, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking. None about. in Manhattan, unless you want to pay a lot of money. Um, you can go to Sin City in the Bronx. Uh, if you want to get hardcore, go to Canal Street, but we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Canal yeah. what? 
Uh, see, Elvin, we'll talk after the show. Um, no, I'm only kidding. Um, yeah, no, so the strip club shit, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And it's funny because, like, for the longest time, I come from the same era. So, like, the, the shit I love to make is, like, you know, boom, bap, drums, that 90-plus BPM, you know, head nod shit. Um, like Chad Hugo says, like, you want the kick to kick you in the back yeah. and the snare <laughs> to hit you on the chest and shit. Yeah. And that's the shit I love to make. But it's like, you know, recently I sort of uh, um, gained an appreciation and understanding of the the trap energy and the strip club energy. And really, it's the same dynamic because the it's music dynamics. that makes you move. Yeah. it's and, and, and I appreciate that and I fuck with that a lot. You mm-hmm. know, but unfortunately... Nowadays on radio, it's very one-sided where it's only that, and that mm-hmm. sucks, but it doesn't mean it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of it is good, and a lot of it is not good, but it's all preference. But at the end of the day, I appreciate that sound. So it's like, you know, it's like you were saying, you know, adjusting to the the time and what's hot, but, like, understanding why it's hot. Plus, it's the speed. Right. I think, like, as the future comes, you know, it's basically you go at different BPMs, you know what I'm saying? So back then it was like eighty to ninety or right. hundred. Now it's eighty two and below, right? Or one twenty and up, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like the whole speeds now. Because if you play like a, a house record or a dubstep record, which is one twenty and up, a trap record is like in the same lane. Mm-hmm. You can mix it in good. Exactly. It's like half of 120 is 60. I'm Asian. I know math. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Better so know that. It's that pocket. Now, now, Good for you. Now, for the, produ- <laughs> for the producers who are listening, could you talk about how important it is to network with um, different types of people in the industry? Like your, your relationship with Stadium Red mm. and your room and all, how all that inter- I mean, comes it's, together. It's good to network. Like you got to... You gotta be out there showing face, um, letting them know who you are, what you could. You gotta be valuable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People want value, so if you sell yourself as a valuable commodity, they're like, "What can you help me do? Right. What can you bring to the table?" You know, anybody can make beats, anybody can rap, but what's the core the core value of who you are? You know what I'm saying? Now, what can you now, bring to the table? What did you bring to Stadium Red, and and how did that come about um i that was a while ago wow so like 08 mm-hmm. was it 07 08 something like that um i was like looking for a spot you know just rock out of and um i was just going around different spots <clears throat> my homegirl worked with a uh, maya and i did work with maya too and then shout maya, out to maya That's my homie. shout out to maya's thighs go ahead wow, wow. <laughs> oh maya's not listening word i hope she's not <laughs> <laughs> nah but uh but nah, uh, you know, so my homegirl, like, she did, like, her hair and makeup and all that. And uh, she was like, yo, we did a shoot at the studio in Harlem. She's like, you from Harlem, right? I'm like, yeah. She said, it's called, like, Red Something. So we, I just did the research and then seen the website, and I just called, spoke to Claude, who's the owner. Shout out to Claude. Yeah, shout out Claude. And um, pretty much told him what I could bring to the table. And at the moment, it was just an A-room. It was just a room and I think the production room. It was like two rooms. And then um and then from there it just expanded and it keep expanding. So Wow. Yeah, uh 
Omen has this, the, I call it the velvet room, where his walls are. Yeah. His, I, I've never like, been in your yeah, room. room is crazy. I've been in everybody else's room not, except and, for yours. And it's not but. even a traditional, like, studio box. It's just, you got the drinks. And what I noticed Yo. is Omen's room uh, is the only room that doesn't smell like Popeye's. That is some real Cause shit. Because it's in the cut. Yo. Yeah. I was, in the, el- I was in the elevator the other day with Just. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this weekend, actually. Mm-hmm. And we get in the elevator. I was like, nigga, is that Popeyes I'm smelling? He's like, yeah, we've been working on that. You know, the smell of Popeyes is all over the studio. Mm-hmm. There's a Popeyes downstairs. Yeah. yeah. And yeah the they're, they're, they're pumping the, out yeah. that the smell in that whole hood, Yo. man. Yeah, that whole joint. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the making the crackheads go crazy, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. that bad cat. Love that chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Omen, so you transitioned to Stadium Red. And, uh-huh. and for those listening who don't know, you know, Stadium Red is one of the most uh, uh, accomplished, I would say, prestigious and still fairly new, but very accomplished uh, studios mm-hmm. in New York, based in Harlem. And, you know, it's uh, Omen, it's uh, Ariel, you know, veteran engineer. You got Just Blaze in there. Got Ricardo. Uh, you got Ricardo, mastering engineer, who's incredible. Um, and uh, shout to Claude and, and the people who started Stating Red. Juliet. It's, uh, Juliet. Of course, and expanding. Oh, uh, Miss on Pizzy. Pizzy and Miss on Pizzy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A bunch of people. Is Frequency uh, still there? Frequency. Yeah, Frequency is yeah. in and out of there. DJ Chachi. Yep. Um, so Stadium Red is a great place. They and so how, um, how, did, how did being in that environment, or how does being in that environment help you um, creatively and just help you kind of like be in the cut? Because it's a, it's a, you have the luxury of going to a place where you could work any hour of the day you want, mm. and also I work at night though, right? Okay, so you work at night, and then but then also you have access to the different energies going on in the studio. How has that helped you? I mean, it's good because sometimes there's a session going on, and like you know, with Just or Ariel or whoever, and it's like I might know this artist, and they'd be oh, I was looking for you. Oh, what's your number again? Like we all right. reconnect, and it's not like you know some studios is like real closed off and strict, you know, like. Oh, don't talk to this person. Oh, right. Stay away from this area. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes we get like real high profile clients that has to be shut down, but for the most part it's a lot of poly a lot that's of creative exactly. energy. And it's good. And I feel like that's um that's a, a a big reason why um the South is very uh uh lucrative right now is because that's the nature of what yeah. goes on in these studios down mm-hmm. there. I mean you look at uh you know, record plant or not tree record sounds. plant, uh, tree sounds. Shout out to tree and, sounds uh, too. Stankonia mm-hmm. and all yeah. these other studios. And I would even say record plant to a certain extent in LA. You know, you have all these different high profile people coming in and producers and writers, and these guys are interacting with each other. Yeah, like you go, yeah. On, you can go in a studio and be like, "Yo, so and so in the other room," and you'd be like, "Oh, text him or something." Oh yeah, I'm in the room. Go in there, play beats. Oh, I'll yeah. take that beat. Oh, I'm gonna get on this joint with you. Like, it's a lot of interacting. And they don't even just interact with each other. You know, you go down there, if they don't know you, and you go in there like, yo, I got beats. They're like, you got beats? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go in the room, they like it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, how many stacks? Yeah. They count the stacks out, and you and they're working. Mm-hmm. They the don't weird- even need to know, like, I can go in the studio with, oh. They're like, oh, you make be- you make beats, Maya? Okay, let me hear it. Mm-hmm. And if they like the music, they're going to work on them. They don't care. How many joints? Who you working with? Who you signed to? If the music's it's very hot, true. if the music's very hot, true. they fucking with it. Because the studio atmosphere should be all vibe. Yes, right. Yes. That's all it should be. It shouldn't be no polit- 
once you get in the studio, that should be your playground. That should That's be right. A, you should be able to go in there, vibe. Whoever comes in in your energy, fill them out. If it don't work, it don't work. But just fill out who's there because you never know what hit could come out of it. Exactly, and and you know there was a story that uh, uh you know our man uh, Symbolic One shared with us when he was a guest on the show, and mm-hmm. you know he told us a story about how um you know Jay and Kanye flew him out to Australia for a couple weeks to work on Watch a Throne, and he told me about the setup. It was basically um you know Kanye in the basement, and then you had um S One in the middle floor with his own room making beats, and then you had Beyonce on the top floor working on her album. So he was telling us a story about how Beyonce would um, occasionally, you know, take a break and go downstairs. But, like, in order for her to go downstairs, she would have to go by S1's room. Mm -hmm. So one day, you know, S1 was banging out, and she went down, and she, like, heard some shit that S1 was working on. So she peeked in, and she was like, what you working on, Mm -hmm. you know? And S was just like waiting for that moment where oh Beyonce's gonna come in here, yeah. and uh, and and then that was sort of like we were saying like the studio vibe where it's like a playground where you never know what happens, mm-hmm. and that that's I think that's a great thing about being in a place like Stadium Red mm-hmm. where you get to interact with different uh, people. Um, so you know prior to the Stadium Red thing though, you know and, and you know most of our listeners are are up and coming producers, mm-hmm. you know we're talking about. Um, you know the the importance of networking and everything. Take um, take us through a week of of Omen. You know, as far as what you allocate your time with, whether it's making beats, working with songwriters, uh, tracking vocals, engineering sessions. I mean, what you know, what's your sort of day to day thing in a, in the perfect week? Uh, perfect week, uh, just beats, just beats, beats. Uh, some strip club visits, maybe. Uh huh. Gotta um, do your research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, oh, can you can you chime in? I mean, to add on to what Ilman is saying, mm-hmm. can you let's okay? We know the Stadium Red thing. Let's talk about your how important it is to have your company. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's talk about your producers and mm-hmm. your artists and your whole company. Let's talk. Can we? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And including that too, like every week, like I said, I have um, producers I work with, uh, Audio Black. He's an upcoming producer, play keys. He's from Chicago. Um, he rock out the same amount of hours as I do. Um, I got incredible Stroh. That, you know, he's in Jersey. He's pretty dope. Shout out to Stroh. Yeah, shout out to Stroh. Stroh's dope. Um, he's doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's a, you know, he's in Jersey, so he's not really up here too much. Right. But um, he's, he's paving his way. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, a couple other producers um, trying to develop. To get to a good sound. So but when you say you have these producers, you're developing them. Are you developing them to, uh, uh, you know, to build a sound that works for your company, or do you develop them as in their own craft and then just do work in, with in them in their own craft? And I might give them tips like, "Yo, do this, do this with the drums a little, tweak this here." You know what I mean? Okay, so you're, a, you're teaching as well as yeah, give them a little t- little pointers because some producers. They might just need a little little pointers. They might have the the tool. They might have the the talent to do it. Right. But they might need a little more EQing. They right. might need swing their drums. So basically, uh, you're saying anybody that comes to you doesn't have to be a hundred percent, and that you're willing to open up yeah. and let them in and build with them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd rather That's that too. Oh yeah, right. shout out Black the Beast too. He's a producer that I you know I, I do work with. Okay. 
And um, yeah, just a lot of producers that I gotta collab with too. Like Forty, he's not with the team. Like he, you know, the OVO, he's okay. he's, he's out of here with it. Mm-hmm. But um, now I do, how, how I do did collaborations you, how, with now him. how did that happen? How did you hook up with Drake and Forty? I mean, you you from Harlem, you yeah. you know? How did that how did that collaboration come to? Um, well, there's an artist that I've been working with for like years. Um, I, I was managed by G. Roberson, okay, like back in '98. You know what I'm saying? And it was an artist named Jellystone. He from Toronto. He signed on Warner Brothers. So G made the introduction. Uh, I worked on his album. Uh, he's like, you got to come to Toronto. Like, it's a dope scene. You love it. Women is crazy. Strip and clubs and, and are crazy. The, the women are crazy. I haven't really been to the strip uh, clubs too much. I started going out there, though. Uh, it's nice, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the woman was pretty dope. You know, shout out T.O. Uh, and then... 40 came in the picture because 40 was an intern working with Chelly Stone wow. on one of his projects. And then I heard him playing keys. And I was like, yo, let me play on this beat. And they played on the beat. And then we just collabed. And nice. then from there, we just stayed cool. And what year was that when that, that collaboration happened? Like 03, 04. Wow. Maybe? So I was there, So you've known 40 for a while. Mm hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So you never know. You just gotta yeah. just work and network. You just gotta st- don't chase the names. Chase the, exactly. the the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you never know who's coming up. Exactly. You just gotta like keep them. At, even if you don't believe in someone right away, just stay 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 cool. With, right. stay cool. It goes back to what we talk about all, or what I talk about all the time is, you know, just like the fact that every producer's um, success story, or I call them success moments are just so unique and so out of the blue mm-hmm. and so unexpected. But that's really how it happens for mm-hmm. people, and everyone's got their own pathway. So, you know, segueing into that, um, you know, I know you've had a lot of different sort of moments happen in your career where some were more life-changing than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say was the one life-changing uh, success moment that, like, pretty much turned it around for you to the point where, where like, things just pretty much started to take off for you? Um, well, and how did it happen? I, well, I, I was doing a lot of work with, like, Rockefeller artists for, like, a few years. And then, um, basically, Fab, like, this one, he started getting hot doing the R&B remix. Oh, what year was this? This was, like, uh, 99, 2000. Okay. And, uh... You know, I was I took like a little high I won't say hiatus, but I was like starting to just learn keys a little more. And then I started like playing keys and pianos and crazy shit. And I'm not like a fluid keyboardist, like I just play by ear. Right. But um so I did a beat and I I went to um the studio is back then it was right track, remember right track? Uh Midtown? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been mad that's where I met you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I met Omen uh back. through my ex. Anyway, go ahead. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Maria. Yeah. Oh! Omen. Omen to be dirty. Yeah, so my ex. Nah, 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 she was um, she's doing work with a, a, a admin company. Yeah, 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 admin company. Uh, yeah. She's cool. I'm, I'm cool. We're cool. We're cool. Anyway, yeah, so that's that's how, how I met Omen. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Fab. So basically, I played beats for, um, I played beats for uh, for Doro, and uh, they they picked the beat, and I ain't hear from them for like months, so I was, like chilling. It was like a just 
just a real dead period. And I was like, damn, nothing going on. And then I got the call. Thor was like, yo, this beat, is it available? Blah, blah, blah. I love those calls. Yeah. And then basically the beat was a one-day beat for Fab. And that beat, like, it pretty much, like, set my set my name back up. It set the tone. Mm-hmm. Now, we always ask, what was the first big purchase with the first big check? Oh. That nigga went to strip club. Besides, <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, no strip club answers. <laughs> no, I, wasn't, I wasn't even really having a strip club back then. Oh, were Okay. Uh, I mean, I was a little bit, but... <laughs> but nah, I was... um, What I got? I remember I got a... I brought my first MP from Just. Wow. Four? Crazy. 2000. Oh, two. From Just. Wow. That's funny. That's crazy. That's, that's so bu- weird how that works. Were the buttons working? Yeah, they was all working too. <laughs> they didn't have them fucking fire finger marks from all the... actually made the one day beat on that drink. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. That was a magical MP. You still got that right now. I still have that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep the first one. Yeah. And, yeah. and the infamous white one. Which one? The one that all, in all the pictures. The white, the 25. Oh, the 2500? Yeah. I don't you have that no more. Joint? You sold that? Yeah, it's gone. I, I wasn't using it. Oh, you got the new white machine It's a waste yeah. of time. See, dude. she keep plugging the machine. Yeah. I ain't saying <laughs> nothing. Yo, she, you don't understand. Not she gets paid $1,000 these times somebody no, mentions don't, machine don't or that, native y'all. instruments. <laughs> I'm trying to borrow a dollar. Stoney, you know what I need? I need <laughs> complete ultimate. I need yo, that. Can I have yo, the complete ultimate with the hard drive? Nothing. What's the complete ultimate? Me and Omen need Shit, complete ultimate. Shit, they got ultimate. a whole hard drive. Omen got a studio. I still use complete eight, and I bought it. What's complete ultimate, though? Tell me about that. Come on, man. Stop I playing. Need You're too much, man. <laughs> I need complete ultimate. Native instruments. Put us on. <laughs> so, you know, one thing that, like, that, uh, and again, I always preach this, is like, you know, it's that golden question. It's like, all right, I'm a producer. I'm upcoming. You know, like, what the, f- like, what the fuck do I need to do to, like, become successful? Like, that's really the question, right? Nowadays, see, we didn't have the luxuries they have now. Right. Mm. We had no Twitter. It was harder. Yeah, it was no Tumblr. It was nothing. It was no... Basically, I remember shopping beats on cassette tapes. Wow. You had to fast forward to the dead space and it would play. (laughs) Then you had a dat tape. You had to put the the little scotch tape on top of the tape to Mm -hmm. dub over it and shit. And you had the dat tapes too. You had the the CDs, of course. But uh, now you could just go... You could play joints on your SoundCloud from your phone. Right. Like you got SoundCloud, you got Dropbox, you got all these like outlets to promote, and you got SoundClip. You can sell beats online now. Right. So, like, oh. so what's your what's your um, method or or go to method everyday method of shopping your beats? You know, because nowadays there's so many different ways to do it. You have a manager who sends stuff. You have personal relationships with artists that you send stuff directly to. You have artists that come into Stadium Red that you collaborate with. Um, on the spot, what is what is sort of your formula to getting taking your beats from creating them in your studio to getting them shopped out? What's your what are your outlets? I mean, there's personal relationships. You uh-huh. know, I still know like A and R's. There's interns I know that was interning and now they're like C no not CEOs but like execs and VPs. And uh, they always hit me like, "Yo, send me joints, send me joints." And then artists, of course, you know. For the relationship with artists, you like yo, you work on an album, here, blah blah blah, 
songwriters, get them the songs, let them write hooks, you know, and just keep circulating. Now, producers who are listening to you that, mm-hmm. you know, want to work with you, when you when you find a young new producer, what what does Omen look for for somebody who's hungry that's trying first, to get in the game? First, you gotta be humble. That's that's yes, the main. Clap for, let's clap to that. Make him, make him, make him clap. That is. Yeah. We don't care if you opened up for Young Jesus. <laughs> you I gotta, knew that was coming. You gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be humble, yo. I'm telling you that the game could change you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could change you. Like, if you start seeing big checks, six figures, seven figures, it's like, it could change you, and and overnight could change you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But you just got to stay true to yourself, stay humble, and also you got to know what, um, you can't be too anxious, you know what I'm saying? Because you could throw, you could have a beat, Jay-Z could pick a beat, you're like, oh, snap, I'm about to be on Jay-Z album. You like oh oh I'm about to do this I'm about to get this, and your ho- your hopes is up too high yeah, and then they pass on the beat. Mm-hmm. So you got to know how to keep your hopes at a good level. I mean it's it's just all this preparation to doing things, but yeah first off you just got to be humble. Don't be too um just you know don't be too over anxious, and uh just just learn every day you learn. You know, and then hustle, just hustle. If I, you gotta work as hard as I work. Right. Never stop learning and hustle and um, and and I like to call it planting seeds, really, yeah. because too, yeah. when you when you're creating a when you're introduced to somebody, whether it's a new artist that you're that you've met, whether famous or not, and you're sort of like uh, starting a, a, a you know a relationship with that person. You're planting a seed, right, in mm-hmm. the future, and also like even to, like you know, sending your tracks out to a certain A and R, you you know you're planting a seed there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a I think it's a matter of planting multiple seeds, and then you know, just waiting to see which seeds grow eventually. Yeah, or, yeah, ju- or just being decent to somebody, you know. Like he said, mm-hmm. he met forty. Mm-hmm. He was an intern. Yep. Mm-hmm. He didn't care if he was an intern. He's like, yo, go ahead, play. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. you got to treat everyone. Just the same. That's real. That's it. No one's below you. That everyone is just saying. Cause you never know who's gonna come up and just take over. Yeah. And at the end of the day, your shit just gotta be dope. You you gotta be on point. Yeah. You gotta be be dope. You gotta be dope. I mean, your shit just gotta crank. (laughs) Yeah. And if and if it if it ain't dope and it ain't cranking, like O said, he builds with cats. Yeah. You know, if you meet somebody that has the heart, that's hungry, that's thirsty, mm-hmm. that that has the drive, mm-hmm. and his shit don't crank and it ain't dope, he's going to build with him and get him dope, and exactly. he's a dope person. Mm-hmm. You'll meet somebody who's a complete asshole <laughs> and doesn't right. listen and doesn't comply. But has fire-ass beats. Okay, but has fire-ass beats. You want this person around right. you? So yeah. being that's dope true. at the moment, that's, I mean, come on. It, it's still, you still got to be a good person or... Humble, unless you're an asshole too, so it all works. And plus, and plus right. it's timing. You know? Everything is timing. Yeah, right. timing is like the key to everything in life because you could have an email, and you get like I get mad submissions from producers and artists, everything, and you I won't check all of them, but one day I might check one, and I'm like, oh shit, this sounds kind of cool, and just that time that That's producer right. just got discovered or artist, right? You know what I'm saying? 
out of all of them. And I might have passed up on a, a young chop or a bigger producer. And you know what I mean? Mm. But that wasn't the time to, for us to cross paths. Timing, timing is everything. Timing. Preparation, you know. So it is eleven fifty nine. Happy New Year, psych. Uh, it's, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's almost midnight. Yeah. Wow. That Jameson sets you back a couple nah, I'm months. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm about to say, did we just forward in time? <laughs> we in a DeLorean? Um, <laughs> man, so shout out to, um, quick shout out to the homie Jared Evan in the building. I just shout him out. Jared's in the building. Yeah, yeah. Look out with, the, with the fresh, with, with the, the fresh, fresh jacket. You know what I'm saying? With the fresh jacket, same jacket in the Kill Me video. <laughs> I mean, uh, shout to Jared Evan. He got shout a, out to that blue hat, baby. The blue hat, Jared he Evan. The, he got the Smurf jump off going. Yup. <laughs> Jared, uh, Jared's got a retarded ass album coming out, entirely produced by Static Selector. Nice. Uh, one of my favorite EPs to come out this year. It's called Boom Bap and Blues. Not out yet. I'm mixing the whole project, and it's an honor for me to mix it because I'm a fan of the music. So I want to contribute to uh, Jared's vocal sounding right on it. So yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he got got a couple. He makes a joint for me the other night. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I did one dabble. But uh, so look out for Jared Evan Stack Selector Boom Bap and Blues, a dope project. Um, But before we go, before we go, Omon, what you been working on, man? Like, what's 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 coming out? What's on the horizon? I'm working on uh, the Black Hero theme music part two. Dope. Fire. I was digging one. Thank the you. The first one. Yeah, one's Thank dope. You. Uh, yeah. Um, I Shout got to L. Shout to Natural. You getting the, the homie L on the joint? Yo, he gonna, I'm going to get him one next one. You got to get him to start rapping again. He's, he's not starting. rapping? Man, he's, he's man. You gotta you gotta get him now. You got to get something <laughs> for next year. <laughs> <laughs> hit him now, and then he'll. You know, he, that's, no, ch- that's a challenge cat be like yeah. art wise. Yeah, definitely. Pen wise. Now he's been doing a lot of art shit, so he kind of you know yeah, took but, to the rapping stuff. So. But I got um Angel Hayes working with her. Oh, dope. Female artist. Dope. dope. Uh, L'Oreal, she's a female. A lot of female rappers coming up too. Shout out to all the female rappers out there. Dope. Um, any more work with Drake? Uh, can't really speak on that. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) I trust me, I know how that goes. There's possibilities. (laughs) There's always possible. And also, uh, some other situations that may be taking place, but I can't speak on. Uh, big, big, big shit. Uh, semi, semi big. Yeah. Okay. Fire. Yeah. Crap. Uh, be on the lookout. Any so, um any um upcoming work like independently, like independent artist wise? Uh, gonna say you, I just did some mixtape stuff with um I did a joint with Dom a dozen. Word. Oh, okay. They just had a release party over at PNC. Were you there? No, I didn't make it to that. Oh, okay. I was sick. But shout out to Dom a dozen. But I did a joint me and Audio Black. We did uh it's called uh My World, I think it's called. Word, word. And then we just did something on a new Uncle Murder mixtape. Dope. So, you know, just a little mixtape stuff here and there, you know, just helping. Pretty much, also, real quick, mixtapes, you know, they're not albums, but it's good for relevancy. Hell yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Never that's, say that's, no, that's never that's say really no to important. a mixtape pra- placement. Especially, that, especially for some artists that have traction. Right, yes. right. So, yeah. Because if you don't get placed on that mixtape and you're like, oh, no, nah, I don't want to submit for that, but you want to submit for the. The album, you're probably not gonna get picked. And a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, A and R's and managers and artists uh, use mixtapes sort of as a, a guide, gauge a guide, yeah. on yeah. how uh, efficient a certain producer is, whether it's a quality of the music or 
uh, how much they anticipate to spend on that producer when it comes album time. It's very political, but you know, uh, getting got, on a mixtape is is very much like training. Yeah, if you're a new cold, producer, I got called and got placements off of mixtapes. Exactly, like joints I gave to artists on a mixtape. Exactly, dumb. and that's that's, that's so bread. It, it still helps. It's bread. Right. Omen, thank you for coming. Round of applause Yo. for Omen once again. Yo. Breaking it down. Shout out the jewels. You know what I mean? Me. Shout shout to the fam. Shout to Stadium Red. We need shout. to come out to a studio. I haven't seen this whole drapery oh, shit. Oh, we'll go. We're going to be going to be ready for the se- It's shit. very sexy up there. Be ready. <laughs> Yo, shout out to the Knicks. Shout out to my <laughs> Knicks. Our Knicks, baby. Yeah, Melo's looking good. Pause. You know what I mean? We looking good. I got the fucking. I got the fucking. MVP. I got the snake bottoms. Yeah, no, we got Chandler um, on the All-Star shit. He got picked up center. Think Melo get the MVP? Uh, I hope so, but probably not, but I hope. Me too. You know what I mean? Melo's like, oh, I will give it to Melo, man. Melo's the man. What exactly do you mean by that? My Melo, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to the Brooklyn Nets, too. I ain't hating. Uh, I live in Brooklyn. But uh, it's all about the Knicks, baby. Okay. Everything is black, and everything is black. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is black. 